course, if you're watching us live on Utron, you know that we're over here so that we can actually handle guns. That's right. We can handle the guns on the Utreon. Let me see. Is my magazine in? Uh, I'm going to say it's in good. <laughs> there we go. YouTube will not let us handle guns like this and be free when we go live. So uh, that's why we do this on Utreon. So if you're listening on audio and you want to join us live, go to Utreon slash Who Moved My Freedom podcast or WMMF. That is the place to go to. All right, let's see. Let's uh, let's get Braden up in here. There we go. And I'm going to kick the buttons and get this started off. If uh, there's no objections out there, let's do this. Welcome back to the Hank Strange Situation, Lifestyles of the Locked and Loaded. We wouldn't be able to keep the Who Moved My Freedom podcast going without the support of great companies like Franklin Armory. Franklin Armory provides 100% U.S.-made firearms and awesome binary option triggers. Their focus and purpose is to provide freedom tools to all Americans, especially those in not-so-free states. So when you're in the market, please consider Franklin Armory. All right, here we go. We are live. Braden, I know this is your first time on here. We do jazz hands. It goes like this. There you go. Everyone has to do it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Surprise jazz hands. We are live. <laughs> oh, this scared me for a second. <laughs> oh, I got the jazz hand. <laughs> I hope you guys have your big girl panties on out there. This is episode 918 of the Who Moved My Freedom podcast. Um, so I don't know. What is that? I think like 82 bottles of beer on the wall and we hit a thousand episodes, right? A thousand episodes. You're that's, a, that's a lot of episodes. Yes. Yes. And you're going to be part of that, man. I think I probably will be the first gun guy with a podcast out there to hit a thousand episodes. Probably. They're, I support that. Yeah. I probably, I mean, you know, that. someone else is going to go, Oh no, no, Hank Strange. You're not. Someone else is going to try it, but I, I'm going to claim it. I'm going to claim it right now. I'm going to identify. No, hey, you own it. Yeah, I'm going to identify as that. And therefore, everyone oh, will have... It's, it's 2022. <laughs> yeah, you, everyone you has do, to bow. You yeah. Doesn't bow matter. down to Facts my authority. It doesn't matter. Everyone has their own suit. What could go wrong? Yeah, I can't no, imagine. Yeah, no, nothing. Nothing at all. Um, so, could go wrong. As I said, we have Braden of Langley Outdoors Academy. I literally have to read that. Uh, Braden, because I always, I always want to call you something else or uh, say like Langley Outdoor Adventures. <laughs> you can call me whatever you want. <laughs> I'll I'm call down. you Bray Bray. Bray Bray. <laughs> okay. Like, I swear to God. People have called me that, and it's usually women, and I oh. don't know why. <laughs> but, but Bray Bray, for some reason... <laughs> There's one dude in my life that's ever called me Brave, and uh -oh. now you're the second. Uh-oh. I don't know what that means. There, there you go. Oh, uh, boy. It means I don't know. I don't solicit that, but uh, whatever. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, Wait, man. For the next two hours, I can be Brave, Brave. I'm down. You can be Brave, Brave? Okay, cool, cool. That just helps me remember, man. So how's it going, man? Good to see you again. Oh, it's good to see you, too. Yeah, I think we met in uh, the middle of Kansas. Yeah, man. Reserves. Yes, Fort Scott, Kansas. Almost a whole lot of freedom. Yes. Fort Scott, Kansas, whole lot of freedom, whole lot of training. 
Yeah, that was awesome. Lots of accuracy. That was a good time. Yeah. It's great to see you again. Yeah, that was fun, man. We had a good conversation out there. Of course, uh, Langley Outdoors Academy. Uh, lots of folks know about it. I, I look I look at your videos, you know. Uh, in these in these tough Thanks, times man. in these tough times for YouTube dudes <laughs> that talk about the Second <laughs> Amendment. <laughs> it's yeah. not easy. It's not easy out there. So uh, congratulations on your success in that because Thank man, you. they are crushing some dudes out there. But you are managing to get Bro. through. It's hard on these streets. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's it is hard. Like some of the things that I'll want to say, I can't necessarily go down that road. Mm-hmm. You got to find a nice political way to say it, put a political slant on it to cover your bases. Mm-hmm. Plenty of fair use declarations in the description boxes, mm-hmm. all links, everything, and a oh. whole lot of I this. They said this, right? <laughs> what they said, right, right, right. So just for the folks out there who have not heard of Langley Outdoors Academy. Uh, tell the folks, like, you know, give them a little rundown because Lolo is going to text me here in a yeah. second if I don't ask you. A little rundown of who you are, where, you know, where you came from, how you came to be doing this. I mean, man, it's it's cool with the stories amongst all of us because we all have our own stories, right? Like these really unique experiences brought us into the same direction. But I actually started my channel as a information source about six, seven years ago just to address things that would be confusing in the gun world. Like, for example, the first thing that I ever did was the comparison between a thirty out six and a three oh eight. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just I thought that was very interesting information. Went mm-hmm. into nines, forties, fives, and as I continued to do that, I was like, you know, there's actually this is this is interesting. People are engaging with it. Mm-hmm. And um, as I continued to do that, I originally started the channel off as an outdoor shooting channel, hence the name. Mm-hmm. And I did a whole lot of that. I did um, three videos a week. I was putting out a lot of content, and I started getting hit by kind of what you were alluding to with the demonetization or videos being struck or all these things, and I was doing nothing outside the rules. Right. And the point at which I really transitioned into a different a- approach was when we retroactively got hit for things that were fine with the rules for years, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden that were already in the system underneath accepted rules, everything was good, mm-hmm. and then when the it applied retroactively. Yeah, because they could keep point, changing it as much as they want. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And and at that point, I mean, that was right around the time of Adpocalypse that happened on there, and that mm-hmm. was a a turning point. I, I opened my eyes to like, well, yes, this is all completely legal, mm-hmm. but still doing what they want to do, right. and I change on some things to get like a different approach. Like, you know, I got to figure this out a little bit. I got to dive into this a little bit more because it was something that I still wanted to do. And then when Biden got inaugurated in 2020, I started to do a video, or excuse me, 2021. I was like, you know what, guys, we're in this together. I'm doing a video every single day. And at that point, I had 100,000 subscribers. Wow. And I just, I put out videos every single day. And I was like, we're in this together. We can do this. And I started kind of going into the political analysis on what's happening, what can happen, what can't happen. Did you set the idea and the standard of this is where we're at, guys? Like, I wanted to set the playing field, like, in a very level fashion. And, um... It started taking off. I just experienced massive growth from a standpoint of subscriber growth and view growth. And people like the information. And so that was like, okay, hold on. There's something here. And that became my channel. So I do two videos a day. The one in the morning or the early afternoon, I focus on trends and themes in the gun world from some of the things we're going to talk about today. And then at the evening, I do news reports on what's going on with either existing bills or existing gun control movements or gun rights movements like constitutional carry was a huge thing for the first part of the year. 
end of last year, we talked about the gun control failures. So we really dive in and spread information out across the board. Like I said, not only the news of what's going on, but also the deeper underlying trends to tie it all together to go in the right direction. And that's kind of what we do. Okay, very cool. Let me just check. I hope you, everyone out there is, is hearing Braden loud and clear. I know like I'm hearing a little bit of breakup. I don't know. That could be the microphone or something. I know we try to settle all of this before we got we got going here. So you guys let me know. Uh, Flying Rich says, yo, 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 big fan, Braden. That's from Flying Rich. He's no, out thank there. Thank you. Shout out. Yeah, shout out to Flying Rich. Um, you know, I think I think I'm going to be seeing Flying Rich this weekend. Yeah, um, he says it's all good. Okay, so hopefully the audio is going out there, and maybe it's just on my end that I'm hearing something. If the folks are hearing it all good, then we'll just keep going here. Um, nice. Oh, Jade Grew says slight crackle, but can understand everyone. Okay, so there you go. Yeah, it might be something. I don't know. Are you on your laptop microphone, or did you switch mm -hmm. over to something else? Okay. All right, cool. We'll I see. can switch it if you want to. Yeah, let's let's switch it real quick here, just so everyone, you know. I know you had it, you had it switched before, and I made you go to the laptop. So, let's see. All right, I switched that over. They're now on the beats. Okay, there you go. Um, I'm hearing. I'm not hearing the crackle, so let's go with that for now. So, Perfect. all right. So, first of all, man, I wanted to say, like, um, I'm looking forward to getting my very expensive shotgun that I won from you. And like a boatload of of cash, you know, um, and and, and you, a country, and you get a yeah, country yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, just no rush, man. I'm just <laughs> when you get a kingship. <laughs> You've been knighted. <laughs> yeah, that's a new one for me. That's when some people started reaching out, and I mean, I uh -huh. legitimately this is true true story. Uh -huh. I was watching a video on uh, guns and gadgets, and I was watching Jared, and he did a video, and it was like scam alert. And this was like this was last week, and I was like, man. I'm glad he's saying something about that. I'm glad he's getting out there because people can be taken advantage of. But what's it going to be like when I grow up? Am I going to get the scams? When do I get the scams? <laughs> right. And sure enough, two days later, people started hitting me with, you're getting, you know, hey, you, if this wasn't you. And I'm like, oh, man. So, yeah, the scams are everywhere, dude. Like, I promise I'm not sending out any shotguns, ammo, no nothing. Mm -hmm. I might give out honorary titles and night ships. But, right. <laughs> but nothing, nothing of uh, physical nature. Yeah, there's a you know what for all the stuff that YouTube is supposed to be doing, it's so crazy that they're allowing this. There's a lot of there's a lot of scams and links mm -hmm. and spamming that they allow people to do on our channels. It's really crazy. I'm always blocking or reporting all kinds of nonsense on there, but it doesn't really stop it. And and what and what we're talking about with people doing these things, it's been going on for a while now. Oh yeah, this is not new. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah. Just so everyone knows that's listening, you, you want to let people know you're not actually giving away a bunch of money, guns, and all that kind of stuff. Nope. Yeah. No. I'm, give, I'm giving away freedom and information. Right. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, so let's see, man. What's the... I don't know. If folks out there have questions, you guys can definitely ask us and we'll get into it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What's the big, uh, what's the big thing going on today? <laughs> I'm asking like I don't already know. I know what was viral yeah, like today. You I know. know. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm yeah. just gonna pretend I don't uh, know for a second. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> what happened in the gun world? To, what did everyone start texting me today in the gun world? Uh, <laughs> what could that be? Yeah. Well, let me let me bring you into the fold here, Hank, as the okay. source of news. Uh -huh. uh, <laughs> there was a new campaign ad that came out that was from a Republican in Arizona. Right. His name is Jerome Davison. 
And he took a very interesting approach to his pro-gun bona fides. Um, he had a video that was, how do I say this properly? Historically accurate. Yep, yep. Aligned to a painful history itself. And also managed to address the idea of defending yourself in your home and aligned with the Second Amendment. Yeah, now, I'm gonna there try was some to... Im- imagery in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to try to bring that up. Let's see if I can. Um, yeah, um, this this is from the it. this is from the New York Post. Oh, there's an ad running on it. Did he put an uh, ad on this on his thing? Of course he did. Yeah, yeah. Come on, skip. Hey, you got to get that money. You got to get that money, Jeez. man. So anyway, GOP House candidate Jerome Davidson vows to fight Democrats and Klan hoods with AR-15 in ad. Yeah, that's not what he did. That's not what he did. He, and that's and that's the funny part is the the left is diving into it. But let me. Yeah, yeah. Here's a little bit of it. <laughs> By the way, that bat right there looks familiar. <laughs> did you see? Did uh-huh. you see? Did you see that oh, bat? <laughs> oh yeah, it was very zombie. Very zombie. Um, isn't that the bat? Oh, I forgot the name of the guys that were selling those bats. I don't remember. Yeah, there's someone out there that was selling those bats. So he's obviously uh, someone in the uh, someone out there will tell me exactly who it was. Yeah. So what did you think? What was your reaction to this when you saw this? Oh, my! I had two reactions. So uh-huh. I, was, I actually was at my parents' house when my dad showed me this ad. He goes, "Oh man, look at this!" Mm-hmm. And I saw the ad. My first one, I was, I went, "Oh man, <laughs> oh no!" It, it that was, was my fu- first one. It was funny. It was funny. I thought it. Was, I was like, "Oh." It- this is funny. <laughs> it did what it was supposed to do. It got your attention. It, it yeah. definitely got your attention. Uh, and then the second thing that I told my dad was, I was like, there's no way that's going on my channel. And, um, and of course, today I put it up on my channel. Right. <laughs> but, yeah, like, from a standpoint of, like I said, historical accuracy, mm-hmm. you can't argue with that. That actually happened. Right? Yeah. Obviously, the times are different. Lots of things are different. Right. But, Historically, that is an accurate depiction of what happened in a terrible point of history. Mm-hmm. And you have to understand and understand the nuance and dive deeper into that ad because it wasn't saying, like, of course, the low-hanging fruit, the media is going to go, this Republican says he's going to fight off Democrats and mm-hmm. they're in Klan attire and that's what he wants to do with Zaire 15, which that's not the, prim- the, the premise of the ad is not that. The premise of the ad is, defend yourself in your home and also look at history of when you haven't been able to that's that was the idea of the ad but yeah of course you have to be able to understand and speak media the weird thing that i so you know it's weird how these things that go viral unfold like you said so did you say your dad told you about it first or you were just over there and then you? oh yeah okay no no i I was over there um having dinner and then (laughs) my dad's like look at this i'm like oh man Oh, okay. So, like, I saw it this morning when um, when I went to Instagram this morning. I saw everyone posting the same thing, and there was all. And I think you said this in your video that people are like on one side or the, or the other of oh, yeah. this. And I saw everyone posting this, and people had different comments on it. And I was like, "What the hell's going on?" Took a look at it for myself. It does, there's nothing in there that really bothers me. I don't think there was any. He had any like bad gun handling or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't in the video. They're not depicting that he actually shot anyone. You just see a bunch of Ku Klux Klan mm-hmm. uh, folks coming in in white hoods and all, all that. I think 
Um, at least in an article I read, they said that all these guys got out of a vehicle that had like a donkey on it, which is a symbol of Democrats. And he says in there, if, you know, the Ku Klux Klan, if some, uh, what was it? Something about, he said specifically, yeah. Democrats and There was no doubt. Hoods. Yeah, Democrats and Klan hoods. Yeah. <laughs> he did not leave anything to the imagination. No, on, there was there was the insignia of the Democratic Party right. on the chest. I mean, like, like it was very clear, like hey, we're not missing anything out of history right here. Yeah. And that's what, and that's what you're going to get, right? So mm-hmm. when you have something that, I mean, and I'm just going to call it what it is. It's an extremely painful point in our history. Mm-hmm. It is. But that doesn't mean that we ignore it. Mm-hmm. You know, like you, if you go back and it kind of speaks to a deeper trend of what we've seen in our country over the last two to five years, well, that's painful. I don't want to look at it. So we're just going to tear down all statues. We're just going to tear down everything. The mm-hmm. country is clearly evil because this X, Y, Z happened. Well, it is two things can be the same at one time. You can't say this is bad. And then also we have an amazing country. It doesn't have to be mutually exclusive. Yeah, there's you know, nuances. It's, it's, there's nuances to everything. Um, correct. And and he and he hit on that and, and legitimately because mm-hmm. you cannot look at that ad. If you're on it, like if you like I said in my video, if you are on the pro gun side of that or you're pro that ad if you have a positive or a negative which like mm-hmm. there's there is no middle ground mm-hmm. but if you're on either side of that you still have to analyze and understand whoa there's something here deeper than just him calling democrats xyz mm-hmm. this is something massive and yeah. it brings up a very painful uncomfortable conversation which again is accurate yeah and i think it's going to have legs and, it, and it's going to walk american bulldog says there was nobody harmed in the making of that campaign <laughs> oh, there was there was emotions harmed in the making of that. Um, you know, you but he you don't see him like even uh, role playing that he shot anyone. You do see the the guy the no. clan guys running, and you see a hood in a puddle of water and all that. Uh, Flying Rich says the only thing better would be if he pulled the hood off and it was Nancy Pelosi under the hood. Um, <laughs> so. This this thing is going to have legs. People are going to talk about it. That, it yeah. is well, but but so under and I, and I hit on this in my video, right? If this mm-hmm. was just a outrage piece and a flame piece that you just wanted to get some attention on, mm-hmm. it would fizzle. It'd be whatever. But understand what's happening in our country, and this goes back to the trends that we talked about on my channel. This is like when we look at the underlying themes mm-hmm. in twenty 2020 twenty to twenty twenty one. You had more guns purchased on record than has ever been purchased before. You also had 40% were first-time gun buyers. Mm-hmm. Of those 40%, a vast majority were minorities and women. Both traditionally have been not the first-time gun buyers. They're right. not the biggest buckets, but they're becoming the biggest buckets. Mm-hmm. When you stack all of these things, you start to see an underlying current, tr- like a uh, cultural trend, where people are starting to feel comfortable saying that because everyone knows it's true. Yeah. And, and a lot of a lot of it came out of fear, right? I think one of the things mm-hmm. we we have to talk about here, I, I don't know how much of it was necessarily from fear of the clan. Like um one of the guys in my camp Babyface P said, "Well, how much of a threat really is the clan these days?" There's the, cl- the clan's not a big threat. It still exists. They still mm-hmm. exist. Um but it's not necessarily a threat. And then the buying that you're talking about, I think a lot of that came out of um all politicians uh both sides, Republicans and Democrats, basically, in my opinion, sitting back and letting American cities burn. 
and not doing anything mm -hmm. about it. Watching business people of all uh, races, genders, and all that kind of stuff get dragged out of their business and beaten, some cases to death, halfway to death or whatever. And they didn't do anything about it. And a lot of people in America were scared about that. These, these folks release prisoners. <laughs> they did a lot mm -hmm. of crazy stuff. And so a lot of that buying from women, from people of color, came out of fear, right? Oh, 100%. And and I think it's a I think it's a very nuanced part of that conversation, right? Going mm -hmm. back to your point of nuance, it it may have started at fear, mm -hmm. but it didn't. It was not the sole reason that people drive to action. Mm -hmm. Like I think that when I think people observed that bad things were happening, that they could negatively impact them as individuals and their families, mm -hmm. and it became from fear to what am I going to do about this? Yeah. And when you when you transition from the I need to address a threat into here's how I'm going to address a threat. That is a, that's a seismic shift. And that's what we, that's what we're seeing. We're in the middle of seeing it. That was just the beginning. Yeah. We are continuing to see it go forward because as you see the left go further and further and further on all of their initiatives, you're seeing the same resistance. Mm -hmm. You saw it in Virginia. That wasn't gun buying. That was actually voting. Virginia got overturned across the board. They went from blue to red overnight. Mm -hmm. You're seeing in polling nationwide similar things. It's a resistance to a, a threat that initially starts with fear, but then goes, and what are we going to do about it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we've just got a couple of seconds here before uh, everything runs out. I forgot to tell you, if you hear me do this, it means like we've got less than a minute going. So that's kind of like uh, the warning. I miss it all the time, man myself so okay. there's a little thing running down there it's we're gonna take this break and come right back walther arms has been making concealed carry handguns for over 90 years starting with the ppk today walther is based in the good old us of a and still builds quality firearms like the ppq and pdp for personal defense and competition so when you're in the market please consider walther arms we wouldn't be able to keep the who moved my freedom podcast going without the support of great companies like walther arms all right, so let's see. We're back here. I'm gonna get some comments in here. We're not we're not done talking about this at all, um, since. Oh no, this is a this is a big one. <laughs> yeah, this is legit viral. Uh, Skivvy Waver says about time the GOP to take offense. Um, and then let me see. Uh, I've got some other things in here. Forty Two Chilled says uh, Dem started the Klan. So, and now I did see someone saying that yes, okay, technically. What happened with the Klan, it was in the, you know, predominantly in the South. I don't think it was it just was. in the South, but it was predominantly in the South. It was Democrats who started it. But this guy was saying, well, we've got to remember that these Democrats were conservative. You know, um, I think all of that is all of that is factually true. There's this weird thing that's happened in America. We're a two party system. It's one of the big reasons for a lot of the confusion um, that exists here. You know, the Democrats were slave owners. You know, they had the Ku Klux Klan. Uh, that existed for a long time. I know that maybe they kind of switched and started attracting more people of color to the Democratic Party, and they kind of flipped what it is they believed in. But it's weird. To me, it's kind of like a cover because they're really pushing... Um, socialism uh, at best, if not just outright uh, communism on the world. So yeah, there are, there are a lot of weird nuances to this, but it doesn't take away from the facts. Mm -hmm. And even up until, you know, not so long ago, 
I don't want to say like recently, but there was a member of the Ku Klux Klan, like a high ranking member who was also in Congress. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, was it was it Bird? It was I'm Robert tr- Bird. Yeah. Robert Bird. Robert Bird. <laughs> yeah. And he was the mentor of Hillary Clinton. Yep. And you've got all of these institutions that have their dirty little fingerprints all over them and they all have a D behind their name. Right. I'm not saying I'm not saying that. Let me know how do I phrase that? I'm not saying it from a perspective of if there's an R or a D or which political party. Bad is bad. Evil is mm-hmm. evil. Mm-hmm. Right. But but the idea that the Republicans have somehow taken the negative onus of all of these things when to your point, yeah. the Republicans, that's Abraham Lincoln. Right. That's that's who emancipated all slaves in the United States. Right. I mean we're, 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 if we're from there. Yeah, there there is this is the funny thing about even what that guy said that, that I saw I saw the guy's post. It's this this is the weird thing about it. We're living in a country where we're tearing down statues because of what happened a long time ago. Okay? Because in a lot of ways we're trying to avoid history. Instead of leaving those statues up and having that be a good lesson, like when, you know, someone's like, Oh, this this, this must be a great person as a statue, you can just go look. No one's actually perfect or great and this happened, but this person also did this thing. You know, so well, when we it, it speaks to mm-hmm. oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. no, what I was going to say is, you know, at the end of the day, the Ku Klux Klan was Democrats. How come we don't tear all that down? How come we don't tear all those? Can we tear those statues down? Can we just destroy it? Not according to them. <laughs> they're the ones well, they're the ones pushing, tearing everything down. Well, that speaks to something so much broader, mm-hmm. right? When you look at the left's approach to dealing with any type of negativity, mm-hmm. right? If you compare and contrast that to the right's approach, the left will say, it's uncomfortable. I don't want to talk about what got us to that point. I don't want to talk about it anymore. We're just going to destroy it and pretend that it never happened. You look at any of their existing uh, main pillars of their party. Let's just mm-hmm. take gun control, for example. Well, I'm not going to carry a gun. I shouldn't have to carry a gun. There shouldn't mm-hmm. even be crime in this in this country. That's not my responsibility. There's crime in the country, so why should I have to carry a gun? That's just because I sh- it, I shouldn't have to. So therefore, I'm not going to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that makes that makes that makes no sense. You are 100 percent correct. Mm-hmm. You should not have to deal with crime. Mm-hmm. You that's been a human problem from day one. You should also we'll never get rid of it. Not be in a position. It's not possible. Mm-hmm. And then you also can't go and say, well, because it doesn't exist, I'm just going to be a victim should it happen. Mm-hmm. That's a cognitive choice. You're mm-hmm. avoiding an introspective conversation with yourself of what you're going to do in X, Y, Z because it makes you uncomfortable. Yes, yes. Across the board, everything that they do, it ties back into personal responsibility, which is so out of fashion. All of these things. Hey, there's raising crime. You never know if some psychopath is going to be out on the streets looking to do harm. Well, I don't want to talk about that. That shouldn't even exist. We should get rid of guns. Or protect yourself and your family because mm-hmm. you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. You have no problem wearing seatbelts. Why would you like because in case something happens, mm-hmm. why would you not take the same precautions? Yes. Why you wear a well, helmet? Scary. <laughs> yeah. I, I get it. I understand they're scary. That is a lot of power inside a very small little fine object. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that you can't control it the same way that you would control fire in an internal combustion engine. These are these things that are going down to personal responsibility to defend what's your own and your family. Yeah. If you put it off on the state, 
The state is an organism. Organism 101, it's going to protect itself before everything else. Yeah. Always happens. Yeah, your safety and your security is not guaranteed, but one of the, the, the beautiful things we have about the experiment with what America is, which is incredibly different from a lot of other places on the face of the planet, is that what is guaranteed is you have the right you know, to bear arms and therefore defend yourself against someone who wants to take your stuff, even if it was the government. Anyone who right. wants to take your freedom, even if it's the government. This is... That, is, that is the entire point. If you look yeah. at any of the founding fathers, the whole point was, I, I, forgive me, I don't have the exact quote, mm-hmm. but I would take messy freedom over ordered slavery any day. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, again, I don't know the exact quote, mm-hmm. but you can go to Ben Franklin. You could say, you could look at his um, quote about safety and freedom, mm-hmm. those that will, are willing to purchase safety and uh, safety or, with their freedom or their rights are guaranteed to have oh, either they, safety or freedom. Yeah, I think, or they deserve neither, neither. Uh, De- you right, deserve, deserve neither, you know. Yeah, someone will is, correct us in the chat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's Someone's fine. That's put it in this there. together, right? Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. Like I'm, flying, I'm flying off ad hoc. Right. But, um, but the point is, we have the ability. Mm-hmm. We don't, it's not like we're in Britain or in France or in Canada where you don't even have the ability. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a it's the ultimate requirement of freedom is responsibility. Yeah, and, Fly, and that's, and yeah. That's Flying it. Rich is saying uh, dangerous freedom. I think um, you know there's so many weird things that are going on here where people take things and it works for them, right? Like you, the Democrats do that all the time. It works to say, oh, we're gonna like tear we're gonna tear all these statues down because we don't like what these people did. But then over here, eh, no, we don't want to. I, I know one of the things that's going to come out of this as it grows, it, there's going to be people that are trying to say, well, no, the Democrats are not the party of the Klan. But, I mean, you know, history, history is history. It's what it is, you know. And I would argue that I'm, I'm not going to say that the Democrats who are out there right now are in the Klan. I think they're in something worse. Mm-hmm. I think they're conspiring to do something worse to the people of America, if not this entire planet. You know, what what they're trying to do is enslave everyone. And this is the thing that we have to think about. Whenever people say, listen, you, you, you can't you can't take care of yourself. We will take care of you. You don't need to you don't need to worry your pretty little head about this. It's the thing that annoys me about Biden when he whispers, because he has that like it, it literally makes me mad because he's like you you don't need this, buddy. You're not you're not good enough to do this. You're not smart enough. We're smarter than you. It's that kind of attitude. Um, but you know they really don't like. And the thing I really like about at the end of the day, if you ask me, because I know you said there's either two camps with this: people who hate it or people who love it. I'm in the love it camp. You know, um, and and the reason for that is Democrats don't often get a taste of their own medicine on this level. And I'm looking forward to see how they scramble and try to deal with it. But what they're going to do is what they always do. They're going to obfuscate the point and then they're going to change the subject. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's what, that's what they always do. Now mm-hmm. they're going to say, oh, you're saying the modern day Democrats are X, Y, Z and they're part of the clan. Well, that's not true. Um, that's not the point. Mm-hmm. The point was you've got years and decades of existing existing examples to where a power group that was infiltrated into the localized government 
did this to people. Mm -hmm. Yes, it was an individual group. That's fine. They were empowered by the sitting group in power in that area. It's very similar to a lot of other organizations that are private groups that are not going to jail and not doing any facing any kind of consequences for their actions. Mm-hmm. It, are you are you talking about like Antifa or something like that? Or? I don't I don't know what I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I would I wouldn't say anything like that on the air. But if you look at right. if if you look at national not nationwide but actually you know universally worldwide, mm-hmm. that's the way this has happened. If you look in going back to your point around socialism and communism and those groups taking power, Hitler didn't come in with the national army or the police force and say, this is what we're going to do now. No, no. He had his own private group with the Nazis called the Brown Shirts. Mm-hmm. They were a private group. Oh, well, you know, those those frisky private groups, you know, we got to We got to take on the communists for the betterment of Germany. Mm-hmm. That's the exact that's exactly what happened mm-hmm. before. Right after that, he got his little private force of brown shirts and then he had the knife of long knives and he killed all of his political opposition told the state of germany hey this was i did this for us sorry and they were like no it's cool make a third right let's have a fourth one whatever yeah and then that's where you got left with mm-hmm. but this continually happens you had the stasi in the communist russia you had the secret police in communist china all of these places utilize third-party groups to do their their actions in order to further their goals. And this is a worldwide historical repeating attempt. That's what we're looking at. Yeah. I'd be willing to argue to anyone, and I know this is disturbing for a lot of people to to um, to, to think about it out there, right? I would be willing to argue to anyone that Democrats are still evil. Now, I, listen, admittedly, I'm, I'm a Republican now. I, I grew up in New York City. I, I was like, you know, since I came to this country, I think it's one of those things. People come to the country, you're young, you grow up, you think, you know, that you're a Democrat for whatever crazy reason until your brain starts functioning properly. You know, I am I am uh, probably one of those new generation of Republicans, right? That's out there, you know, as a black guy and all that kind of stuff. And I'm not trying to say Republicans are perfect either. I think we have lots of problems on the Republican side of this equation as well. You know, we have lots of Republicans out there who don't truly believe in the Constitution, who are working every day to tear that down. And we just need to pay attention to that. You know, it's it's what happens here. Things evolved. But I the point I want to make to you is I would argue to anyone out there that Democrats are evil. You know, there's lots of things that Democrats are up to that if you really looked at what they're doing, they're evil. What they're trying to do to to folks out there is really evil, in my opinion. So I will add a slight nuance to that. Mm -hmm. I don't believe that everyday Democrats or people who would support the Democratic Party who would be voting for Democrats are Mm -hmm. evil. I don't I don't personally believe that. I the, think that the people you're saying the people who vote for them continuously. No, yeah, I'm talking about the individual people mm-hmm. on the every single day, like on the street that you're talking to somebody who, you know, is a Democrat. Those people aren't evil. I legitimately believe that they are looking at their current situation and they are looking at the Republicans. They look at the Democrats and going, well, I've got two sides to a crap sandwich. What do I want? Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think it's a standpoint of let's tear the whole thing down. I'm going to vote for Pelosi or I'm going to vote for AOC. I think it literally is they're making an objective decision on what's best for their interest. I don't think there's an evil component to that. Now, however, 
when you get into the leadership of the Democratic Party, when you get into the heads of the different organizations in the Democratic Party, there are some very concerning behaviors and things that they are driving, which have tremendous negative impact on multiple people, multiple people groups, particularly the people groups that they claim to be advocating for the most. Mm-hmm. And that's that's where you get into a point where it's, okay, what, what's going on? This doesn't even make sense. Yeah. Again, going back to history, if you're talking about one of the, most, the hottest button topics we have right now, Roe v. Wade, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Roe v. Wade disproportionately affects the African-American community, community significantly more than any other community. Mm-hmm. You've got that's exactly that's that's one of the biggest things I was thinking about. Someone mm-hmm. someone uh, said to me, I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but I think this this is a thing like um, someone was was there was something like side someone tried to say sideways to me about uh, about abortion. You know, I, I think that people don't realize that to me, it's really genocide. Uh, in twenty mm-hmm. in twenty twenty, I think there was nine hundred and sixty thousand abortions in America. And you have I to don't think have about the exact that. Stat. Yeah, I saw well, I, I saw that stat somewhere. Stat. I could pull it up, but I mean, and and I'm not saying that there aren't people out there who have to do that. And I don't think like Roe v. Wade says, "Hey, by the way, you can't do any abortions." You know, I think that Roe v. Wade said this is not a federal problem. You don't have a, a constitutional guarantee to this. And this is something that states need to deal with. But if we really look at this, there's a lot of like you're saying, there's a lot of black people that have been convinced to to take away their their own heirs. Well, and and going back again in that history piece, because history unwinds every mm-hmm. single thing that we're fighting right now. Mm-hmm. on the Second Amendment front, which is what obviously my channel focuses on. Mm-hmm. But even if you get into the Roe v. Wade stuff, Margaret Sanger, Planned Parenthood, she founded Planned Parenthood with the express mm-hmm. purpose, written, express goal and mission to completely destroy an entire race of people. Mm-hmm. That was that was the entire premise of Planned Parenthood. Mm-hmm. Well, which group is Planned Parenthood funded by, infiltrated by, which is driven by? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's concerning. Mm-hmm. And and one of the things that bothers me to no end is kind of getting to your point. Mm-hmm. The Democrats have figured out, and I, I think this goes on a broad spectrum thing globally, again, from communism, socialism. They figured out that if you just change the definition of something, they can have a different conversation. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you talk about abortion, well, earlier when it was first introduced in Roe v. Wade, it was untenable because you're killing a baby. Mm-hmm. Oh, OK. Well, then we're just not going to call it a baby. We'll call it a fetus. Right. Oh, OK. Well, now it's just a compass of cells. Well, mm-hmm. it's okay. It's just a clump of cells. That's not life. Mm-hmm. Hey, is that is that life on Mars? Yeah, it's a single cell organism. We found aliens. <laughs> and it just it just doesn't make sense. And then yeah. if you go back to the gun side, the gun debate that we're constantly talking about, mm-hmm. well, these aren't your Second Amendment rights because we we believe in Second Amendment rights. I came from a hunting family. Uh, yeah. We believe in you know pistols, but that's a weapon of war. Right. Changing the definition. Yeah, and they That's had muskets weapon. back then. You, you, you know, they weren't talking well, about. They, they were talking about a Glock. No. I'm, I, I'm not. I don't believe that. But this is the kind of nonsense they try to tell us, right. right? Yeah. But then you, but then you go even further into that. They say that well, because technological advances, they didn't foresee AR-15s, so therefore AR-15s aren't aren't a right, even though multiple Supreme Court decisions from McDonald to Heller to now the Bruins say that they are. Mm-hmm. You you literally have something where it's, okay, well, let's take that into a different area of realm of the First Amendment. 
They had quills and inkwells back then. Now you've got Twitter. You know, no one could have foreseen a digital network where you can spew propaganda instantly. We should probably curtail that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whoa, 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 fascist. Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like what? There's a, there's a lot of... Uh, the abortion thing is not the only thing that these guys are up to. You know, I know I cut you off before you got to your other things. I would add, for example, what's happening right now with immigration, and I'm an immigrant. You know, what's happening with immigration is incredibly evil. There's, we're encouraging people to attempt to come to America. The UN the other day said that the border crossing between Mexico and the US is the most dangerous in the world. We're encouraging people to come here and die. You know, to bring their kids here and die to, to, to get into the country illegally. Well, but again, that, that speaks to two things, right? One, mm-hmm. if, you, if your stance on our country is at this terrible place, then why are people risking their lives and their families' lives to come in? Mm-hmm. That doesn't make sense. If it's truly this terrible place, as you're advocating, not you, obviously, the, the opponents of this conversation. Right. If it's such a horrible, horrendous, inalienable place that it's just nothing good happens here, why does everyone have to get here? Why would you jump in the back of a, a trailer? Why would you go in a tunnel? Why would you trust drug cartels with your children? Mm-hmm. All of these things are pursuing a life that is better than what you have currently because mm-hmm. we have freedoms. We have we have the Bill of Rights. We have a booming economy based off of that freedom of commerce. All of these things make us an incredible nation to live in. Now, do we have problems? Yeah, of course we have problems. Mm-hmm. Everyone has problems. Like I said earlier, Republicans or Democrats, it's kind of like a crap sandwich. Which one has less on it? But, I mean, you're talking about that's the first part is people actually getting in. The second part around how dangerous it is, what, what, it, it goes back to that, um, that discomfort of, whoa, 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 that's uncomfortable. I don't want to have a hard conversation. I don't want to tackle that problem because it could get messy. I could lose votes. I could do this. Or you put your country first. Mm-hmm. Like Everyone, you're bright and you're best. Send the entire world here. Just do it in an ordered fashion so we can all take care of each other. Absolutely. That's all you have to do. Yeah, yeah It's horrible to see. It's horrible to see. Yeah. It's horrible to see, like, you know, 50 people die in a tractor trailer trying to... That's disgusting. It's horrible. It's, it's mm-hmm. cruel. You know, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to be... We wouldn't be able to keep the Who Moved My Freedom podcast going without the support of great companies like High Point Firearms and Full Forge Gear. Bags and gear for everyday life. Did you know High Point is an American family-owned and operated company located in Ohio with over 30 years of manufacturing experience? High Point is proud to be the home of the working man's gun and your source for affordable handguns and carbines with a lifetime warranty. So when you're in the market, please consider High Point. Yeah, so a lot of people can pull up their stats, like if someone's looking at this and they want to challenge the stats or whatever. Um, of course. Because it's tough for me to have the conversation and pull it up. 42 Chill says abortions per day, uh, 2,548 per, abortions per hour, 106 in the U.S. So that's that's from stats that he got there somewhere. And the, the, here's my point in this, you know. <laughs> if you're doing this um, as a form of contraception... Okay, there's people who have legitimate reasons, I get it. But if you're doing this as a point of contraception and someone's encouraging you to do that, 
you have to ask yourself what's what's really happening like what what are we doing what are we doing to ourselves there's lasting damage from this not just what happens to that baby but there's lasting damage that happens to the mother that that does this kind of stuff you know there's a lot of things uh, i don't know if you wanted to bring up our, some other or our huh or our society yeah our society i know it's i, I or, see or our society as a whole yeah, I think the confusion that, that's being pushed on our society is pretty evil. I'm not saying people can't be what they want to be. Look, we joked about it in the beginning. You can identify yourself as whatever. When you start affecting everyone else, when other people have to, to figure out how to bend and twist their lives around you and pay for the things that you want to do, you're affecting us. When you impose that on children that have very malleable minds and, and, and are not old enough or mature enough to understand what you're doing to them, you know, and then you start chemically castrating them and all that. I'm sorry, but that's just, we're, we're falling into the category of evil here. <laughs> no, and I, I completely understand your, your point. Mm -hmm. Right? So I run into... I run into an issue when, I mean, obviously the evil versus good thing, that, that's, mm -hmm. that's a subjective view based mm -hmm. on multiple different pieces of, you know, um, analysis. Mm -hmm. You could look at it from a perspective of a Judeo-Christian morality and you could say, yeah, that's immoral. You could look at that from a paganistic reality and say, okay, well, it's just a thing. Mm -hmm. So you're getting into that subjective nature. Understood. The thing for me is, right, so the, the thing for me is, you're talking about affecting a broader based outcome, whether it's whether it's from a society, whether it's from individuals, whether it's from the lack of innovation that we're going to miss. Like what mm -hmm. if flying cars could have come out of something? What I mean, you never know what is going to happen. And the Democrats, particularly on the left, again, this is not this is not every single day Democrat. Like when mm -hmm. we when I say left, I mean like the, Extreme. The like the right. driving force, the AOCs, the Rashida Tlaibs, mm -hmm. Pelosi's, they like to do this redefining of the argument. Like, for example, like what you just said with abortion. Every time that abortion comes up or Roe v. Wade comes up, it's always, well, what if someone's, what if someone is the victim of a crime? What if there's abuse? Well, what if there's 98% of pregnancies are planned and accepted pregnancies? And what if you're only talking about the microcosm of less than 1%, but you're presenting it as everything? And going back to what you just said earlier, you walked right into one of the um, main points of the gun controllers of, well, you're affecting my freedom. I have the freedom to live. Why can you have the ability to have a gun that could affect me in a negative manner? Mm -hmm. Right? The answer is simple. If you're going to be a criminal, I can't affect if you're a criminal. That shouldn't have to do with a national right across the board from every single individual of which we cherish. You should not be able to curtail all gun rights for the entire population of the United States based also off of rifle statistics that are less than hands, feet, and pistols, knives, and blunt objects across the board. Mm -hmm. You can't present, and this is the part that I really I have a problem with. When you present 60,000, 45,000, 50,000 like, gun violence deaths in a annualized basis, they constantly hit that point, but they don't tell you that two-thirds of those, point, of those uh, statistics are self-inflicted suicides. Mm -hmm. They don't tell you that. They just frame it as gun violence. Mm -hmm. And the part that I have a problem with is, why are you misrepresenting? Why are you changing definitions? If it was truly the problem that you're representing, 
why are you manipulating the facts to get more people to your side? And that's where you, that's where it unravels. Yeah. The entire thing unravels. Mm -hmm. And I just, I don't like to change the definitions, the manipulation and all the tricks that they play. I I think it's, I think it's to keep confusion going. There's no, there's no interest in having like rational discussions with these guys. They, They set rules over here. It works for them here, but that rule that they set doesn't work against them, right? It's the it's the definition of hypocrisy. You know, there's rules that they say, oh, you, you can't do this, but then over here, oh yeah, we could do it. You know, and I think what that's doing is leading people to um, a state of confusion. And well, it's, you know, yeah, I think it's I think it's divide and conquer. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's some confusion, 100. percent But if you look at what the leaders of, I mean, to be quite honestly, both parties are doing is they've got us pitted in buckets against each other. I mean, we're talking about a lot of hot, hot button topics right now. Mm-hmm. If we're fighting each other, we can't look at them and go, "What are you doing?" Yeah. yeah. And when and when we are so distracted about fighting, whether it be Antifa or the Proud Boys or whatever mm-hmm. group you want to call it, mm-hmm. you're you're not focusing on the fact that they just sent all the strategic oil from our strategic oil reserve to China to fund their economy, but ours is still having astronomical gas price. Well, we don't talk about that. Yeah, it's... We can't talk about our inflation. Yeah. (laughs) It's crazy. It's crazy to think about. I was actually... I was looking at that, you know, like on one hand, you have these guys saying, oh, this is Putin. Putin did this. This horrible thing to us. You know, and then also they'll blame it on small business owners that own gas stations. I think in America, it's something like, it's over 50, it's almost 60% of gas stations that you're going to come across out there are owned by, you know, small business people, right? And they don't control, they don't control the price of that gas. It's set by a whole bunch of different things. Sometimes where that gas station is located, the uh, the particular franchise that they're using to get the gas from and all that, most of their profit's going to come out from you going into that gas station and buying a soda, <laughs> Or oh, a candy why bar. Don't we, why don't we talk about the insane gas tax that the government puts on every single gallon of gas that you buy? Right. Yeah. Uh, why don't Why don't we get rid of that? Oh, we can't do that. That's helping the rich. Air quotes. Yeah, but if they want to, so, they can. I mean, aren't they floating some kind of stupid uh, gas tax holiday or whatever? Permanent. Well, yeah, they're, fl- they're yeah they're floating. But why does it even exist? I. Well, uh, because yeah. we need to uh, fund the fund the states and we need to fund the uh, the roads and stuff. Uh, you don't got enough funding now. Yeah, you just found thirty billion dollars to send to Ukraine. You can't find a couple more pennies there to give us some gas tax relief. Yeah. Well, no, no, we can't do that because then we're break. We know we're doing tax breaks, and we don't do tax breaks. That's <laughs> like, yeah, no, boo. Cash for Conkers <laughs> was a tax break too, and Obama did it. Oh, so Cash for Conkers! Don't get me started, man. That killed so many awesome cars. You know how is it yeah. better for the environment to destroy cars that exist? And then build cars that don't exist that we have to f- pull the resources right. out of the ground. And in the case of electric cars, which I've I've got one, you're 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 talking about rare earth metals that go into these things that are in a lot of cases more damaging, right? Why not take what we already well, have yeah. and 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 convert them and make them better? Correct. So so what I I actually have an economics background. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I love economics. I love business models. I love supply chains. I love all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And you're 100 percent on the money. So you're going to get rid of what you're considering a polluting car. Mm-hmm. Then you're going to give someone a cash break for it. 
which is nowhere near enough to replace it with a high-end electric vehicle of what you're referencing, which has other detrimental impacts on the economy and on the environment. But then you're also going to go, well, I can't afford the electric car, so I'm going to have to buy another Civic, just newer. You literally just repeated the exact same problem. You didn't do anything better. You yeah. actually had a net negative. Yeah. And when you're talking about the gas, it's all based off of previous decisions. When you're talking about Putin in Russia and invading Ukraine, then everyone's like, well, we're not buying Russian gas and Russian oil. Okay. Do you have a backup? No. Yeah. Well, well dude, if, if, if we're taking the strategic, uh, I think Tucker Carlson uh, had a good point, some, a lot of good points. He has a video out on this. If you're, if you're depleting what we have in the strategic reserves, but you're not, because one, what you, we're, we're depleting that. That's running down. That's going to create mm -hmm. a bigger problem, which is, which is the point, which is the point, right? Because it's all part of the liberal world order. It's all part of the new plan to force and push everyone in the direction of buying things that they can't afford, getting more in debt, which debt is the biggest way that you enslave yourself nowadays. <laughs> and that's everyone. And there is also, no race on debt. <laughs> no. And so debt, the other part that they are failing to mention on that is when you issue new, like when you have a new debt issuance, you are literally creating debt and creating money out of nowhere, which is only going to further the inflation. Yeah. Exactly. As you and further, the more that you reduce the supply, you have even more money being created. You have less supply available. You are creating an inflation nightmare. Yeah, but and this and imagine as you go forward. Mm -hmm. It's not a good look. No, it's not a good look. I don't think I don't know if people really understand like how inflation looks like unless you live somewhere that inflation affects. Like I always tell people this story, man. I used to live in Nigeria, right in the eighties. I lived there from. 1980 to 1983 in that. So Nigeria provides America with about 20% of its oil. Okay. And, um, Nigeria, there's a lot of, a lot, a lot of oil over there. It's part of OPEC, etc. So when I live there, the Naira, their currency, you can literally come to America and trade it for two bucks. I used to do that as a kid. I'd come over here to America you know, if my if my allowance added up to 100 Naira in Nigeria, it was 200 bucks here and I buy stuff. But today, if we look at the exchange rate of the Naira, if you look at it, because they just kept printing money, they did this crazy thing. You know, um, I, I'm going to pull it up here while we're talking about it. Um, Nigerian exchange rate. This is it right here, man. Mm -hmm. So point zero zero two four. So a Naira is worth 0 0.0024 to the American dollar. Well, you're right. Because That's when what you have happens. countries that, are not on, <laughs> that aren't on the gold standard, it's all about the confidence in the government that's just printing it. And since yeah. the United States has the, has the uh, world reserve currency, it's more powerful. Yeah, look at this right here. Petro. It says, uh, how much is 100 American dollars in Nigeria? It's 38 that 38,000 yeah 38 yeah 38,800 dollars <laughs> uh naira i should say naira that's what that's what inflation people don't get it but we are you do mm -hmm. see that this is why stuff co so so gas is always going to cost more we're not really going to jog down mm -hmm. from here if people expect to see ever again two dollars i because i remember coming nope. to america and complaining when gas was like in New York City, I remember people complaining when it was 75 cents. 
Right. Well, so <laughs> you're so not going to see that. Thing that's, no, but here's the other thing that's, that people are not saying. Mm-hmm. The entire reason that Europe relied so heavily on the Russian environment and the Russian economy for their oil and natural gas production, mm-hmm. which, by the way, fueled their entire continent, mm-hmm. they said, well, we're going to be green and reduce our carbon footprint. We're not going to have coal. We're not going to have oil. We're not going to have all these things. We're going to use solar energy, green energy, all these different things. Mm-hmm. Well, OK, fine. I'm not hating on that. Do what you do, boo. But you might want to have a plan if one of the countries that you're solely relying on is your only lifeline invades another country and goes, yeah, do something about it. By the way, <laughs> we also control all the fertilizer. We also control all the raw, about 30 percent of the raw wheat exports. And Ukraine has the other 15 yeah. percent. Enjoy this. Keep yeah. on keep on playing the game. So what's happening is you have an entire continent of Europe that was completely reliant on liquefied natural gas from Russia. It's now being exported from the United States and the oil from our national reserve is being exported to further across the globe. All that's happening is we are experiencing the supply shifting or the demand from those places. The supply is shifting to those countries. It's only going to get more because as a globe, we are consuming the same amount or pursuing the same amount, but we're not producing more. Yeah. We haven't even done that. And it's only going to get worse as it gets less. Yeah, I mean, for for the Europeans, it's it's going to be catastrophic. They they're worse <laughs> off than us. Um, and if you look at if you look at gas prices there, it's worse, way worse than what it is oh, here yeah. for us. It's crushing them. I mean, that's Always why. Happen. Yeah, what's happening in Europe is why Boris Johnson had to step down today. It's a, it's a big part of it. <laughs> oh, you're so. This is the crazy part. That, mm-hmm. Like when I, when when we first had that situation back in 2020, you know the one. <laughs> that one um we we had that situation Mm -hmm. come out i told one of my buddies who is not into that kind of stuff just kind of like Mm -hmm. floats along does what he does i was like Mm -hmm. you're about to see something over the next 10 to 15 years that their globe has not seen in 100 to 200 years Mm -hmm. and the reason why is when you have this amount of shutdown when you have this amount of supply interruption you have all this food that is not going to certain places starting with third world countries and food riots that are starting Mm -hmm. when you have this type of upheaval Governments take over. People take over governments. They're toppled. This is this is a much bigger event. Like mm-hmm. I'm not saying this is coming here immediately. What I'm saying is, in all these countries, you're going to start to see two different directions established. You're either going to see freedom start to take off, or you're going to see tyranny start to take off. And that's why you're seeing Boris Johnson, the entire government, just resign. Yeah, you've got yeah. very similar pressures happen to Canada, happening to France, mm-hmm. happening to Germany. All of these things would continue to happen. Because the supply lines, which kept the people satiated, are drying up. Yeah, well, they kind of have they kind of have no choice in England. There's a lot of people in England that feel just the way that we do in America that we're tired of this liberal world order that's being forced on us. But in Europe, lots of folks are trapped, man. They're trapped. You know, there's literally a world war going on on European soil in the Ukraine, which a lot of people never thought would happen. They they don't have, they're not using their resources that they have there. So they're leaving themselves where we've got to take out oil resort reserves and ship it out to them. You know, even China is like buying into the, these oil reserves that are that are going out there, right? But those guys are trapped. China is in one of the, one of the reasons why China is like going all over the world and doing things because they really don't have that much resources so they're in places like Mm -hmm. south america buying up countries they're in africa buying up countries and all that but the europeans are really really royally screwed i know there's people that listen to this audio podcast if it's unsettling for you 
yeah, lots more unsettling stuff is going to happen because they don't really have any choice. They're going to have to bow to someone. No. Right? No, that's exactly right. But that, but that's that's the whole point. Mm-hmm. So our American system, it's built for times, good times and for bad times. Right? There's a reason that we came out of the Great Depression in a stronger position. Now, a big part of that was because Europe dragged us into World War II. Mm-hmm. Right. So World War Two comes along. Well, that could never happen. Well, the reason that it could never happen was because we already had World War One and the League of Nations, which Woodrow Wilson, a progressive liberal here in the United States, helped found and set up. Well, the the world, the uh, the League of Nations would never allow World War Two to start. <laughs> uh, yeah. World War Two started. Yeah. Because the unthinkable can always happen because people think the unthinkable can't happen, if that makes sense. Yeah. The reason that we have the Second Amendment, the reason that we have all of the freedoms that we have, they're all protected and enshrined in a document, is because these founding fathers who loved, like the left, loves to vilify, knew that certain things would come along all throughout, just like it has in history, where governments are enticed to take more control and power, and that document stops them from doing it. Those European countries don't have that ri- the right, the privileges. They no. have complete command and control, and mm-hmm. that's what you're seeing. Europe, yeah. I mean, England's a little bit different. But in areas like in Central Europe that are closer to Russia, that's full-on autocracy. Mm-hmm. Russia is autocracy. I mean, like you're talking about seeing old ways of governments come to power that you haven't seen in a hundred years because of these types of pressures, and that's one of the reasons that we have the ability to take care of ourselves because we can't always rely on the government to do so. No, it's weird how you see all these European countries all of a sudden that were staying out of signing up with NATO. Now everybody's jumping on that NATO bandwagon. Uh, what does that mean? You're so you're signing up for something for other people to fight for you? <laughs> well, it's 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 we have we have a really big guy over here, mm-hmm. and we don't want to join him. And we have a really big guy over here, so we're just counting on the new diplomacy and the fear of war across the board that no one will strike out or do anything stupid. And then someone did, and they're like, oh, uh, wait a minute. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't like that. I right. don't like that big guy. I so like why do you think, but why do you think, why do you think Russia even did it? I know we've got like a minute here, but why do you think even like Russia even did what it did in Ukraine? Um, I think, I mean, obviously I'm not involved in any of those decisions, but just looking mm-hmm. at it from the outside, I, I think it has multiple decisions. I think you, they think factors included a common language between Russians and Ukrainians. Russians can go see where, I mean, we are all the same people we we just broke apart when the soviet union fell apart mm-hmm. even putin said it should never have fallen apart that was something he's been a a, 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 a driver of forever yeah it's then a big deal that's the a, crown and the jewel for them mm-hmm. right it, well that's because it's a breadbasket. Mm-hmm. all the natural resources the, the warm water ports are in ukraine yeah. everything from a strategic perspective that used to be us it mm-hmm. can no longer be us because nato is threatening and when ukraine said hey we're going to join nato finally Russia goes, no, you're not. Yeah. And I think that's literally, that's how, I think that's what went down. The final straw was when NATO got very, very close and all Ukraine started kind of tilting a certain kind of way. Russia goes, well, that's not going to happen. Yeah. It will actually be a net negative for us. It'll go from a would be nice to a net negative. We can't allow that. I think that's what happened. With Arms List, you can shop the extensive list of local and nationwide firearms classified. Now with more confidence because of their built-in firewall. For only $6.99 a month for personal use or $30 a month for business vendors. So when you're in the market, please consider Arms List. We wouldn't be able to keep the Who Move My Freedom podcast going without the support of great companies like Arms List. 
All right. Yeah. See, I mean, it's it's too easy to talk to you, man. I don't know what. We, <laughs> what is your problem? It's a problem. What's your problem, bro? <laughs> um, Sorry, dude. I just get, I get so passionate. I'm so excited. It was. You know what? It was so weird. Hold on. I'm gonna have to get some of my. Uh, I'm gonna get some of my 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 blackout coffee to keep up keep up with you here, man. Lola. I love that. I love yeah. that. Jer- Jared would be proud. Yes. Uh, cheers to you and Jared. Oh, look, by the way, see my, I got my country, uh, <laughs> what are they, what do that's they call like, these? That's a mason jar right there. Yeah, mason jar. Mason yeah. Jar. <laughs> Lola, Lola, day goes long. yeah, Lola loves giving me stuff in a mason jar now. She's like, yeah, you can't spill this. <laughs> there you go. You uh, can't, exactly. <laughs> you can't spill it. It looks classy <laughs> and amazing and anything out of it. It, it does. I mean, you know, country gets some stuff right. All the time. The country's got a lot of stuff right. They know how to do some crazy things. Like, yeah. Don't knock rednecks, man. Oh, <laughs> no, dude. No, dude. What is that? There's a song. I didn't know it before, but there's a song like a Country Boy Will Survive or something like that. <laughs> Hank, Hank Williams Jr. <laughs> yeah, Country Boy Will Survive. Yeah, that is not a joke. Yep. <laughs> that, that is not it's a joke. not a joke. And I'm not, I'm not a country boy, man. I'm trying to be. <laughs> These dudes around me, man, they're no No, no, joke. no. It's... <laughs> Oh no, they are no joke. But mm-hmm. but it's funny that you bring that up because there's there's a tie into what we're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. The, the country ethos is take care of your own. Mm-hmm. I don't need you to do this. I've got to figure this out. Hey, we want whiskey. Okay, we can brew moonshine. <laughs> yeah, we could do that. We got this. Yeah, we can do this. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Joe Bob got went blind. You got to figure that out. There's too much methane. Okay, pour out the head. All right. Oh, okay. Something. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like literally. Yeah. We will figure it out. We can, in that song, we can fish, we can hunt, we can do all these things. And it's not just people in the South that do this. It's also in the North. That's where our country was founded on. Yeah. That's how we survived. We went into animal husbandry. We had chickens. We had all these things. Hey, you could trade a chow for a chicken. You could trade a chicken for an egg. You can do all these different things, but you don't need the government to sit there and go, whoa, whoa, whoa. Is that, is that a boiler chicken? Does it weigh exactly eight pounds? Because it weighs six pounds. That's unethical. We can't do that. That's worth eight eggs. No, we don't need a centralized government to tell us all these things. Yeah, I, I know. I have friends here, man, that they never go to the supermarkets for meat. And they got more meat no, than you, they need. You don't around. need to. Yeah, yeah. I live in Atlanta, and I can I can easily go an hour and a half in any direction. And I can find any hunting that is legally done, that is permitted and self-sustaining anywhere I want. And all I have to do is know what I'm doing, utilize my Second Amendment rights and take care of something that's it yeah yeah it's um it, you know just to skip back to the ukraine thing it was funny to see like all the reports of what the russian soldiers were stealing over there did you see that like they were stealing washing machines and all uh, <laughs> all the all the western luxuries that, <laughs> that ukraine had imported yeah, yeah not weird yeah man it's so <laughs> it it's... seems to be a theme that Places in the world that don't have freedom, they don't hmm. have economic models be built on that freedom, seem to want to pursue that freedom. That's really weird when you're talking about either the border crossing, which we touched on, or just the commercialized goods that are available in Ukraine but not in Russia right across the border. Yeah. And and Ukraine is making – what a lot of people don't realize, Ukraine is making a lot of stuff. So, for example, Ukraine makes wiring harnesses for a lot of vehicles. People don't really... So, like, Audi... I'm an Audi kind of... I like Audis. And I was talking to them. Their wiring harnesses are made in Ukraine. And that's why there's a problem right now. 
and they and they can't do it. There's a lot of that kind of stuff done there. A lot of tech things that are that are made over there. Um, even programmers and stuff like that that are coming out of the Ukraine, you know. And it, it was doing really well, but it's also a sign that Russia maybe is not doing as well as we all think, and they might be on a precipice. And what happens when people don't have something? <laughs> Shit gets dangerous. <laughs> oh, sh oh, shit's already dangerous. That is yeah. that is a that is a powder keg that we have not seen in years, like decades. Mm -hmm. And you're you're hundred percent right. If Russia starts losing with conventionals, mm -hmm. what's the next step? You're going to lose or are you going to up it a little bit? It's going to get scary. And I think, yeah, someone said that they're not talking about Ukraine in the news anymore. But that situation is far from over. It's going to get really, really scary. Oh, it's it's going to be a a very long, drawn out conflict. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In my personal opinion. Yeah. There's some serious motivations uh, going on there. Uh so there you go. What is this? Uh, Flying Rich says Ukraine makes the best edible wiring harnesses. I don't know whether. Oh yeah. Oh, because no, because biodegradable. I was talking to to Flying Rich about this. You know, the Europeans have this thing that the um, a lot of car parts have to be biodegradable. And so I the, can't see why that would go wrong. Yeah, man. <laughs> I know how it goes wrong. Squirrels keep eating my wiring. <laughs> That's why he's making That's so fun. Weird. <laughs> something something's designed to fail, and then yeah. it does. That's, mm, you make it out of food. Let me see. Things in nature start eating yeah. it. Oh, that's weird. Mm, that's weird. You left yeah. corn outside, and something ate it. Oh, how does that happen? How does that happen? That's weird. So so insane. We skipped over Gorn here in the in the last segment. We should probably take a little bit of time to talk about some Gorn. Um, I'm down. Yeah, I'm down to do it. Uh, what you know, you're the guest. What you got, man? What's what kind of guns are you into these days? All right. What's your, yeah. All right. So, I am all about utilitarianism. I love I love weapons and things that can be utilized in different ways for the most efficiency. Mm -hmm. Going back to that economics background. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to bring something out a little bit a little bit different, a little a unique vintage for us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, this right here, sir. Is hold on, not your thumbnail. Hold on, I gotta back up a little bit more. Okay, there we go. So Molin Labe, Molin Labe. All right. So this is a AR, of course, but it is chambered in twenty five forty five sharps. Ah. I also, yeah, I also have a bad boy, which is a three hundred blackout. Mm. Get it a little higher. Again, that, an AR. What is the paint job on that? Why does that look familiar? Uh. Because it looks like a it looks like an X-wing from Star Wars. Oh, okay, yeah, there you go. <laughs> and, so, and so, one of the things that I love the most about this principle of an AR is I can literally take the exact same lower, the same bolt group, and turn it into a hunting AR mm -hmm. for half the price of a full size AR. Mm -hmm. So, from people from a perspective of people who are on a budget, they buy one lower. They can now have either a hunting rifle and an AR, mm -hmm. or just a hunting rifle. Right. And you you can just interchange them just by releasing those two pins using the same bolt, same everything. Mm -hmm. um, the only thing different is that barrel, of course, and that's why yeah. I like those so much because you got the got the perspective of well, yeah, this is my five five six for work and freedom, and then I've got my twenty five forty five, which is effective up to one hundred and fifty to two hundred yards, mm -hmm. take down a deer. There's some dinner table. And then I have three in a blackout, which is a little bit mix of both. Yeah, 
Absolutely, yeah. Uh, flexibility, man. It's all about that, you know. <laughs> ARs. Oh yes. Yeah. This is what AR should be. Lots of flexibility there. Um, I noticed the Molen Labe on stuff. That's kind of old school, man. Is because you know, <laughs> that's like how long have you had that? Have you had that for a little while or? Yeah. So you're talking about right there. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. So I've had this AR built and painted like this for about two years. Mm -hmm. But if you'll notice, you know this way. There's the Spartan right there on the uh, frame and the receiver. Oh, okay, right. Those yeah. Are both receivers. And the handguard is here, different. Yeah, what's up with this handguard? The handguard, that's a unique AR's handguard, uh, and those are swords. So I wanted the sword to tie oh. in with the bronze and the silver. Yeah, that's the Roman uh, That's the Roman sword. Uh, I forgot what it's called, but yeah. It's the, the Gladius. It's called yeah. the Gladius. Oh, okay, nice. And then and then there's the Spartan, and then there's Molan Labe. So Very cool. There you go. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, I'm I'm always and happy I've to see Molen Labe coming back, man. You know, come the you know, try to take it or come and take I it. Don't. You know, well, I mean, it's it's pretty straightforward and simple. Yeah, it, it delivers that message, and there's not we, a lot of we questions. Move. Yeah, it's we kind move. of like the second a minute, right? <laughs> you know, we're always uh, we're always moving around from uh, you know we're always moving around from things, and then something will happen, and then that, and then that'll come back. You know. It's like Sivas Passim. That's one of yeah. my favorite things. And then John Wick used that, you know, Sivas Passim. Sivas Passim Parabellum. Yep. Yeah. If you seek peace, prepare for war. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, but, but that speaks to something deeper. Mm -hmm. and, that, and that's the, and that's the point. That's why mm -hmm. the left will always try to demonize the second amendment because they mm -hmm. cannot have that narrative of independence mm -hmm. and resistance and stubbornness mm -hmm. exist. So it's got to be about a threat, a weapon of war, an assault weapon. It's all about branding. Mm -hmm. And if you remember back in the day, right, when Biden first got inaugurated, the biggest push in the world was the epidemic of gun violence. Remember that one? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Haven't heard that a lot recently, have you? Nope, because <laughs> it fell flat. Mm -hmm. But they were doing it everywhere, mm -hmm. like everywhere. And, yeah. and then all of a sudden it fades out. And that's yeah. something that I noticed. I just I have yeah. one of those brains. Yeah, right now what they're pushing a lot is the uh... – what is it? The Putin price? What is Putin, that? Putin price hike. The Putin Putin price hike. <laughs> Stupid nonsense. Yeah. Oh, it's all yeah. Putin's fault. It's, it's idiotic. Yeah. No, it's idiotic. Yeah. It's Putin's fault. I can list yeah. out 800 reasons why it's not Putin's fault. But mm -hmm. it's Putin's fault. Okay. Yeah. Someone put a link here to Wikipedia for the 2545 Sharps. I'm not sure. But tell us. Yeah. yeah why... Um, Oh, it's in the chat there. I can I can pull it up here um, if you yeah. want me to. I can pull Go up twenty five. What What was your thing about it? Why were Why were you? Um... I think that particular. So it's an inter. Mm -hmm. It's an intermediate cartridge that has more range and distance than the three hundred blackout because three hundred mm -hmm. blackout is around three hundred yards, mm -hmm. or excuse me, one hundred yards. And um, the three hundred blackout, why it's incredibly effective, very good for silencers and suppressors. Mm -hmm. It's not as good at distance. So if you're looking for one of those things where it's like, well, I live in the southeast where the hunting range is between 25 and 75 yards. Okay, that makes sense. You can do a 300 blackout. But mm -hmm. 2545 is the exact same premise. It's going to take down a deer, a hog. It has multiple different loads. There's a little bit higher velocity, and it's a flatter shooting cartridge. I'm, I'm, I'm there for that. And as mm -hmm. long as it's effective, which it is, I, can, I personally vouch for that, I'm mm -hmm. down. And it's not a bolt gun; it's an AR platform still. So, all the things go is, team. Is that a um? Is uh, Georgia has some rules about that? 
Um, Georgia does have some rules, that, but okay. it's really, I mean, not not tremendously bad. Like, for mm-hmm. example, you, you can't go lower than a twenty two caliber round. So mm-hmm. if you're going to shoot with, like, a five five six or two two three, personally, I don't want to leave that amount of leeway or recommend for anyone to, to leave that amount of leeway because you've got to do essentially a hard shot with a two two three. You can still do it. I'm not saying that you can't, but I'm going to bring a little bit more to the table just to cover it. That's that's really yeah. it. I just that's my own personal belief. Yeah. Um, from what, when I talk to guys who do a lot of hunting, they want to drop that animal right there. They don't want it to like run off instantly. hide somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You, you want it to drop quickly and instantly. And if the mm-hmm. big difference between me shooting an AR and a two two three or twenty five forty five sharps with three hundred blackout is a three hundred four hundred dollar upper. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Armament and Axes wants to know: Does Brandon reload his own? I do. Okay. Boom. I mean, I see a I, I, I see a reloading thing behind you in your video. So you bet. I don't. I don't video, know if that's yeah. a, just a prop. <laughs> no, no. I, I, that's actually how I started reloading thirty out six. Right. That was the first cartridge uh-huh. that I ever had to hunt with, and I've since graduated to from thirty out six. I reload forties. I reload three hundred blackout. And I'm moving into 308 and 223. Yeah, Cruzman says he hunts with 65 Grendel. Um, I know that's also a good one. Yeah, that's what a lot of folks out there are doing. Before we were talking about your, you know, your in the background of your videos. In the foreground, mm-hmm. you've got uh, what is that thing that you have? You've got something that's Latin in there. My brain says Vide Vide Vici, but that's not. It's not that. What is your? <laughs> no, it's uh, it, it's Vide. It's it's Vide. It's trust but verify. That's Trust but verify. Oh, okay. It's, it's I hear I hear what you're saying. <laughs> I'm gonna look it up, and it and it just so happens that uh-huh. in looking up what a lot of people are saying around gun control and things of that nature, it turns out it's either a twisting of facts or a redefinition a redefinition of uh, facts that were previously known under different things, or just straight up misleading information. And that's what mm-hmm. we that's what we hit, man. Yeah. Like you're not gonna get away with that. Not on not on my watch. Mm-hmm. Right, absolutely. Okay, so I'm going to show off something here. When we uh, when we met in um, in Kansas at that event that we did with uh, the guys from Fort Scott Munitions, it was put on by Daniel Defense. That's where I got this like Daniel Defense shirt from that I'm rocking here. Mm-hmm. So boom, there you go. That's right. Shout out to Daniel Defense. I actually own a Daniel Defense rifle, and they're much aligned right now. You know, they're like uh, you know, there's folks out there going after Daniel Defense. And other companies, I think, um, was it, I, I've seen folks out there talking about this because I think that, um, is it Daniel Defense, Smith & Wesson, and who else? There's another company they're trying to Ruger. call. And Ruger, yeah. They're trying to call into Congress. But anyway, I thought I would show off my Daniel Defense for the folks out Ooh. there. Check it out. Well, you're so, you're so fancy. This is my DDM4 ISR. So integra- integrally suppressed rifle. That's what this yeah. is. I've had this for a while. This is the only. This is the only Daniel Defense that I own, um, and it's it's really cool, man. You know. Um, what caliber? Uh, three hundred blackout, man. Three hundred oh, blackout. Oh, you got to. Yeah. See, I knew you. I knew you had class the whole time. Right. Talking, I just to say it. <laughs> three hundred blackout, integrally suppressed. Um, That's right. Yeah, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. See, it's right there on the. Uh, you know, you got to get these. When you're when you're crazy like me, you got to get things. Let me see if I can block it out so you guys can see. So eh, I got to block out my eyes. Is it gonna focus? No. Anyway, so you got to get the rubber bands that say 300 blackout. I don't know. You don't. Know, the last oh, thing. 
yeah, the last thing you want to do is mix is mix this stuff up, especially in something that's integrally suppressed like this. Uh, that yeah, that, go, that, that a, uh, a that tumbling go, two two three round would do a <laughs> heck of a lot of damage to a three hundred barrel. Yeah, how was? Tell us about that event from your point of view, man. That we uh, the Fort Scott one. Yeah, how'd I, you get involved? I love that. Mm-hmm. So um, they reached out to. I mean, through a few different contacts that we had in common, and I spoke with the with Ryan, the guy who was doing the whole event, and it was a cool opportunity. I got to meet uh, Chris or Tonto. That was incredible, mm-hmm. um, and that's how I kind of that was my big my big buy-in. I was like, man, that's pretty. Oh, you wanted you, wanted, pretty you cool. wanted to read Tonto? Yeah, meet Tonto. He was nice. He's a nice guy. I, I wanted to meet Tonto. I wanted to train with Tonto, and mm-hmm. I mean, because of the things that we cover on our channel and different YouTube situations. I couldn't actually do any footage of what we were covering and what we were doing, but mm-hmm. I did want to go and be part of it. Mm-hmm. So it, it was one of those, one of those things. And I had a blast, man. Yeah. That was a lot of pistol work. I loved it. Um, yeah, to me, it was, it was an unforgettable experience. It was really great. Yeah. I think if people look at all the different videos, there's lots of guys putting out videos out there. I haven't put out anything yet either. I'm trying to get some background footage from them. It's kind of tough. Like you were out there on your own. It's kind of tough to be on your own and doing training and then getting footage and all that. I think we were almost next oh, to yeah. each other or very close to each other. No, we were. We were on the line. You were yeah. to my right. Yeah. So what were you, um, what, what was your handgun out there? Oh, I actually used, I was testing out a PSA dagger that one of the guys had just because I was curious. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to deal with flying out there with my guns and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah, if you got one, I'll do it out there. Um, and I told him flat out earlier on, I was like, I can't do any videos on it. So if I'm there, don't expect a video on it, like a mm-hmm. flat out. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were like, that's fine. That's cool. Um, and I got that PSA dagger, man. I got to be honest. I was really impressed with that thing. Yeah. You, I mean, you didn't for, have any problems with that is, from, yeah, that, that ran fine. Ran fine, was accurate. I mean, you saw my groupings. I, mm-hmm. There was no flyers. It was, mm-hmm. it was money in the bank. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that was cool. Um, and so for that event, I think people will probably see, I think, uh, who is it that I think has a lot of stuff? Uh, the Guns Out TV guys have a lot of uh, yeah. cool stuff they put yeah. out there that you'll see us in. Um, and then the guy that was training with Tonto, I think his name is Mike. Um, I need to get him on the show. I think his name is Mike. What was his, uh, I'm trying to remember his Instagram. Because I know... You're I about the, the trainer? Yeah, yeah. Um... It was something with bullets in it, like binds for bullets or binds with bullets or yeah, uh, something, something like that. Yeah, I'm trying to remember exactly what it was, and I apologize. Uh, hold on, is it bullets? Bullets on barns or bullet on binds or something, something to that effect. Yeah, it was something bullets. I can't, I can't figure it out now. I'm gonna try to, I'm gonna try to get him here on the show. That guy has way too much energy, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, he, he had a lot. Yeah, a lot of things going on. Yeah, but it was a fun event. I I loved him. Was that your first time going out to Kansas? Yes. Okay. What do you think? I thought it was great. Yeah. Kansas is nice, man. Uh, I really, uh, I've been out there to Fort Scott a couple of times. Uh, uh, that's That's a really cool town. And then the whole, you know, the whole family, the whole craft family that hosted us out there, they're just a bunch of awesome people. Oh, that was great. Mm-hmm. You forgot my ding, by the way, but I'm watching. Don't worry. Uh oh, oh, 
Yeah, thanks for reminding me. We got 15 seconds. Yeah, exactly. I got you. Yeah, (laughs) when we come back here from this break, we'll talk a little bit more from that, who was hanging out with us and all that kind of stuff. Uh, 42 Chill says Bullet and Burgers. No, it's not Bullet and Burgers. I don't think that guy eats a burger. We'll be back. We'll be back. We wouldn't be able to keep the Who Move My Freedom podcast going without the support of a DAO or decentralized autonomous organization like Tusk Crypto. Tusk Cryptocurrency is a firearm-friendly e-commerce option for online payment transactions secured on the blockchain. So when you're in the crypto market, please consider Tusk. T-U-S-C. So the easy way for you guys to, uh, fit, if you go to uh, Fort Scott Munition stuff, he's right here. This is him. Well, this is this is actually something. No, that, that's no, Ryan, that's, that's no, that's Ryan, no, that's Ryan Craft. But um, right. yeah, somewhere in here you'll see that's Jesse. We had Jesse on. There's the Guns Out TV. Uh, there's a whole bunch. There he goes. There he is. Yeah. So this is a little bit from that um, from that event here. You guys will see. <laughs> There's Tonto. Yeah. So if you just he go, was, there's a... There's so a, awesome. Yeah. Tonto's a cool dude, man. I'm trying to get him to come on, on the podcast as well. I've been on his podcast, and I think when I went on his podcast, he actually he wasn't there, but it was still fun. I had a good time. So, But I'm trying to get him to actually uh, come and be on this podcast here, so we're trying to work that out. Uh, there you go. And Cruzman says, if you want to do a video on the dagger, I'm only a couple of hours from Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> you, do you do that Un- stuff? Unfortunately, <laughs> no, and that's not my channel anymore. Like, right. So, I would love nothing more. I would love nothing more to just put some videos up on the weekend that I could do reviews and I could do some action stuff and just some shooting videos. But legitimately, with the amount of things that I focus on, I can do more good with my channel than spreading information, spreading trends, showing research, showing things in a concise manner to help you guys fight and they fight for our rights that I have to forego it because they, it would be censored immediately. Mm-hmm. And when, you know, it's, it's just not worth the consequence and the issue to what we're trying to do. Um, but I mean, I would love it. I would so love it. Yeah. I think that one, you have done it in the past. And I think that two, what you're doing right now is very important. And I think that the fact that you're reaching a lot of people, I would say, listen, man, keep doing that. That's really what's needed right now. I, I look at you, I look at, uh, she went to Jared, <laughs> Guns and Gadgets. <laughs> um, I looked at leg- I look at Legally Armed America as well, and I think you guys are doing a good thing. And then, fortunately, like you're you're able to get through that filter of the algorithm and bring that information to people and help get people activated and doing things. There's lots of folks out there doing gun gun stuff, but I agree with you, man. That I do gun stuff on Hank Strange. Even this podcast has been like. Man, it, you know, the the way that the podcast has been like just crushed, you know, under the heel of YouTube and even the gun side, I get it. You know, I think what you're doing is what needs to be done right now. Um a question I would like to know is I don't and I don't know if you ever share this with people, but how do you go about doing all of this stuff? Like what does your day look like? Uh what kind of research are you doing? What kind of sources? Like how do you actually make this happen? So one thing that's very important to me, and it's, it's actually funny because uh, sometimes people who would go, at a, go about it a different way, like either different channels or different viewers, whoever it would be, sometimes people give me crap for this, but I really like to get mainline sourcing mm-hmm. from a standpoint of mainstream media. Like if you're talking about CNN, ABC, NBC, and not, not because they're the authoritative source, 
I already, in most cases, I've already understood what I'm going to cover, but I want to go through and get a mainline source so I can say, look, even they're doing this. Here's what's happening. This is where they're lying. Even just mm -hmm. to give it more credibility that this isn't a far right source that's coming up with this, mm -hmm. this is from CNN. Mm -hmm. And the reason I do that is not because of a need to say, like, look, CNN says, more so it's even the lefties are saying this. Mm -hmm. So that, that's really important to understand. And that's kind of where I go. I, I look at what's happening on the trends. I start to notice a lot of things from the left on gun control, right? For example, on my morning episodes of the bullet points, what we focus on is the trends that are establishing from the gun control left. Because essentially what happens is the gun controllers, the gun control groups, whether it's March for Your, it's March for Our Lives or Moms for Action or Giffords.org or Every Time for Gun Safety, they will start a trend or they will start a well-researched tagline and you'll start to see media reports do use that exact same language. Mm -hmm. Like you'll have an article from ABC, then you'll have an article from CNN, then one from mm -hmm. MSNBC, and they're all using their that exact phrase of language. But they can have a different topic, a different point, but they're using that exact same language, right? One of the examples that you could use every time that they introduce David, David Hogg who's the March for Our Lives guy, that mm -hmm. little twerp. Mm -hmm. Well, every single time that they introduce him, it's always followed by a survivor of Parkland. Mm -hmm. Or if you Hero. Giffords.org. <laughs> yeah. Right. Or Giffords.org, Gabby Giffords. Mm -hmm. You say, Gabby Giffords, who survived a shooting in Arizona. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's always the exact same thing. If you weren't trying to torture the point, you wouldn't mm -hmm. say that. Because people who know Gabby Giffords know that. Mm -hmm. If you know David Hogg, you know that. Mm -hmm. But the but the whole point is they always use exactly the exact same language. Well, not exactly exact. They use the exact same language across the board with multiple different organizations, and that's how you know you're on something. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. You know, and I think that 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 kind of that kind of point of view is a thing that uh, I think the reason why people like that one one aspect of that a lot of people are tuning out from what uh mainstream media is doing they're tuning I, i'll be honest with you i'm tuning out from F fox news i don't even have i don't have cable you know but even on fox news there's a lot of things that happen there i feel like man i'm just getting hit with the with the same thing this perspective is kind of warped mm -hmm. i know they 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 kind of try to play a a pro-gun line and all that kind of stuff but i think seeing it from from your point of view putting those things in perspective it's cool because the mainstream media for sure doesn't do that. Well, what we're, what we're seeing, and this is a very interesting thing. I talk with Jared about it all the time. Mm -hmm. We're in the middle of a, a new industry is forming around gun news and gun information, mm -hmm. right? So previously gun channels on YouTube were look at this gun. Here's the review. Here's the sponsor. Here's this. Check it out. Woo see you next week. Mm -hmm. And while that's incredible and that's great, that doesn't do anything to further our right. That doesn't bring the points up. That doesn't counter the points that those gun mm -hmm. controllers are hitting with. That doesn't do any of the things that we need to do that, that provides a cathartic release. We're like, oh, that was a cool video. We're still in the same shit situation. Mm -hmm. And so we're starting to see an industry evolve where you have multiple channels that are getting into the much larger point of gun rights and gun activism. Jared's legally armed scholar, or excuse me, mm -hmm. um, armed scholar, legally armed American, right. my mm -hmm. own. I mean, like you're, you're seeing all these things start to evolve and it's a decentralization. Mm -hmm. And that's what that's to me, it's a positive because you yeah. have multiple pieces of information and you can discern whether they're bringing you fact or not based off their sourcing, based off of their showing you in their presentation.
Yeah. I think we can all see, man, when you when you look at some of these things, it's just frustrating dealing with the media or the people or even sometimes you see, uh, man, when you see the cops and they don't even know what kind of firearms they're looking at. It's just crazy. Um, <laughs> just a, a quick aside here for a second. Shelly Fungus says, uh, what do you say? Where does this gentleman do his videos or podcasts? I was way late getting over here, which is cool. That's I'll throw this up here. Yep. Uh, this is uh, Braden of Langley Outdoors Academy on YouTube. That's right. There you go. I just threw some of the stuff up there. If you want to see where you can catch his videos, please go over there and subscribe. Um, I see oh, like this. This is what's coming up here from two days ago. Failure. How many times must red flag laws fail? Uh, yeah. How many times? How many times? <laughs> I got, Brady? I got Come on, Bray Bray. I got a little spicy on that one. <laughs> Listen, I got spicy on that one. Mm -hmm. I one of the hallmarks of my channel is I I try to keep composure across the board. And I try to keep as much emotion out as possible just to deliver the facts in a quick manner. Because mm -hmm. my videos are about five to six minutes long. Mm -hmm. But, man, some of them, I'm, I, I, some, I can't help it. Some of them, I can't help it. Um, the thing that bothers me so much, again, we've kind of alluded to it. When you're talking about manipulating information to get at a desired outcome, I have a problem with that. If you go from a perspective, particularly when it has to do with curtailing um, constitutional rights, Mm -hmm. If you go from a standpoint of gun control's approach to legislation, well, um, gun control is the best way to go forward. We're going to ban ARs. We're going to ban um, certain kinds of pistols. We're going to ban everything under the sun because the problem is not the person. It's the actual individual. It's the actual object being used. Mm -hmm. When every other single thing on a left-wing approach is, have you looked at a deeper root cause issue? It's the system. It's not the part. It's not the idea that this person created crime. What did the poverty cause that person to do? Mm -hmm. All those things that we're used to seeing, which in some cases are completely valid points, but they drop that completely when it comes to guns. Mm -hmm. Because now it's, everything's it's just, just the gun. Yeah, it's just the guns, and and but it's how long do you think that they can actually keep pushing this narrative? Um, because you've got states that have banned AR-15s outright, that are now banning AR-15s outright again. And you have this like layering of layering of layering of the laws that criminals or people who decide to do stuff like this just don't even care about. How long do you think they get to really push this kind of narrative on the American people before people go, okay, come on, this is, this is bullshit? There's, it's, it's a very specific, that's a very good question. So what we have to get through right now is what we're fighting through currently, day in, day out. You had a large amount of gun control pressure put in place from a standpoint like the 80s and the 90s, and it really kicked up in the 2000s, became a main point on the Democratic platform. Mm -hmm. Well, no Supreme Court challenges existed because no governments had dared infringe on the Second Amendment rights. Well, when that changed, you started to have different environments where Supreme Court had to get involved. And the Bruin case is a perfect example. The mm -hmm. Heller case is a perfect example. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, what's going to happen, and we're starting, we're in the middle of this process and cycle, we're whittling down where the left can go from a gun control perspective, step by step, day by day. If you look at, if you look at the Heller decision, that came about because Washington, well, Washington DC infringed upon the Second Amendment rights and said we're banning guns inside mm -hmm. your home you don't have that right right well the supreme court said yes you do have the right and the left characterizes the heller decision as they just invented law it just came out of nowhere 
the real truth is no one had ruled on it because it was so common sense in the Second Amendment. You didn't need to rule on it. Mm -hmm. And then further from that, you've got Bruin, which stacked on top of Heller. Well, the only reason that even existed and came into, into fruition at all was because New York had a law that completely infringed upon the rights of people to bear arms. Well, now you've got Heller, which is the state level saying you can't have it in the home. Yes, you can. So then the governments went, oh, well, you can have it in your home, but you can't carry it in public. That's public safety. Well, now you can't. Mm -hmm. So what, they're, they're whittling down the avenues to where – because they play this little game of, well, it's nuance. It's definition. Mm -hmm. I'm, not in, I'm not infringing on your right to keep arms. You just can't bear them. Yeah, but so the, the, the frustrating problem, right, and I see you talking about this, is that – it's not like New York City just capitulated. Did they capitulate? No. Mm -hmm. the no. New York State didn't. This is not a New York City thing. This is all of New York State. The state. Right. The whole Albany, state. Right. Yeah, the whole state now just made, like, they just added and layered more laws on top of each other. You know, um, I was it's crazy. I was looking at Paul, who was on here a couple of weeks ago. Uh, he, he did this video where he, like, highlighted all the different places that you can't have stuff. It's just a part of New York City, and I knew it was going to get crazy. Um, <laughs> it, it's insane. And how are people – you have to you have to be seeing, like, the reaction of people in your comments oh, yeah. and stuff like that. How are people really reacting to this insanity that, that these guys are doing instead of looking at what happened in the Supreme Court and going, okay – we're we're just going to back off of this and leave it alone. Well, there's, there's two there's two parts there. Yes, obviously people are frustrated. Of course they are. Mm -hmm. I mean, you had you had governments in the Northeast and the state level take extreme gun control measures happen across the board as recently as two days ago. New Jersey just did, mm -hmm. and they're going to keep doing it until they run out of avenues to do it legally. Now that brings up the next question, kind of what you were talking about, the Supreme Court. Well, they said you didn't have the rights to infringe upon anyone's right to bear arms. They said you can't say, well, you have to prove to me why you need your Second Amendment right. Mm -hmm. So they didn't do that. They went a different avenue. Mm -hmm. This is the exact same thing that they did after Heller. Mm -hmm. They got shut down on what they were doing before. So then they said, well, we're going to curtail the carry rights. Well, mm -hmm. now that's been shut down. So now they're saying, well, you can have your permit, but where can you carry that permit? Yeah, all Which these places why. are special places now. Mm-hmm. Which is why Thomas came out and said in his decision, because he saw what they were doing, mm -hmm. they had pre-filed all of these laws before the SCOTUS decision that said, well, we're going to make it all about sensitive places. He even said in that decision, you cannot do sensitive places that have not been historically sensitive places. Mm -hmm. Government buildings, schools, those have been historically sensitive places. You can't say the entire island of Manhattan. Mm -hmm. So what they did was they basically said, well, fine, then every private business is a sensitive place. Well, no. You okay, we'll see you in three years. <laughs> I mean, like, literally, it's, yeah. it's just a continuation of this cat and mouse game. And they will run out of avenue once they force the Supreme Court to continually tell them they're wrong and basically just shut down doors until they have no way to go. That's what's yeah. going to now, it's kind of frustrating for people, though, because if you're in New York 100%. City, like, I have family in New York City. um, if you're in New York City and you thought, okay, now finally I could go out there, I could protect myself, you, you don't have that. So how far does this go? You know, who really, who, who does this come down to here? Who, who's going to break? Do you think that these politicians are going to break, or the people are going to break? Never. Mm -hmm. No, the politicians will never break, and mm -hmm. the reason that they won't break is because they are ideological zealots. They believe that this is the case. They have just the right amount of arrogance to say that there's no way that I'm wrong. I can't look introspectively and say that I'm out of bounds. So I'm going to keep doubling down. That is a very human trait. 
mm-hmm. they're going to keep doing that and keep doing that until a they're either voted out of office or they are forced to to align to existing laws. Now, what will happen and the way to fight this is you have to support groups like the Firearms Policy Coalition, like GOA, groups that are actually taking these infringements to court to actually get a positive outcome for gun owners. This is if you're going to infringe these rights, well then you're going to have to defend yourself in civil court. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to pay for all of our attorney fees. And because you did the infringement, you are the one that caused the harm to the to the um, to the oh, I can't remember the exact word. The person bringing the lawsuit, I can't remember it. Mm-hmm. Um, complaint, mm-hmm. plaintiff. There it is. Mm-hmm. It's going to get so expensive that eventually it's going to trickle down into the tax base, and tax is going to be raised and raised and raised to fund their illegal activities. And then the the people are going to go, "Why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. Just deal with it." And at that point, which is a long road, at that point, that's when they will start to adjust their behavior when it becomes costly to them. Because right now, there's no cost to them infringing the Second Amendment. They aren't going to get impeached. They aren't going to get removed from office. They aren't going to have firearm penalty law violations. They're just going to keep doing it because they believe that's where they're going to get the votes from the left-wing areas. Now, that's the left wing. That's really only like six or seven states. The rest of the states going the exact opposite direction. Waukesha tonight, um, or this afternoon, just made their county a Second Amendment sanctuary state, mm-hmm. or a sanctuary, sanctuary county. Yeah. Like, people are moving in the positive direction. You have to look at this from where you were related to before this started happening, right? Okay. If you were in a state that was traditionally purple, or kind of fringe, back and forth, had gun rights, but also had some not gun rights, you know, that kind of thing. Ohio, Indiana, um, you had Georgia, Nebraska was almost there, and you had those states go from right in the middle to constitutional carry. We went to 25 this year. Mm-hmm. We're halfway there. Mm-hmm. Well, if you continue that same trend and march to the right on gun rights, starting in a deep blue state, the exact same thing happened. You just started at a deeper blue area. Mm-hmm. Like before, you had to show proper cause in order to have a permit. Well, now you can have a permit. You just have a different set of hoops to jump through. That's still going towards the center, but you started further to the right. Yeah. You know, it's weird. I think we even started this out by, by we started out this converse, conversation tonight by talking about, like, when things happen, people out there want to want to be able to defend themselves, right? It's weird. <laughs> it's not weird. We get it's it. So, yeah, this it's is, so strange. Yeah it's, yeah. it's a normal human reaction because ultimately you realize that you're on your own. You need to defend yourself. Now, I want to tie that into what... Um, you know, Shelly Fungus is saying here, he says, I love how the politicians say we're going to we're going to defy SCOTUS. If a GOP guy said that, he'd be impeached. Meanwhile, Waters and Newsom just pile on the stupid. Where is the relief? Where do you think the relief is going to come from uh, from for the average people out there, the folks in California, the people in uh, uh, Delaware? You know, I think did Maryland back off of this or they kind of like temporarily is a weird, you know, Maryland. No, no, no. Maryland. That was something. So that's mm-hmm. the other side to this coin. Mm-hmm. Maryland, the Maryland governor there just came out and said, hey, state police, you can no longer do this. Stop it now. That's the order. Talking yeah. about the proper cause requirement. Yeah. It's the same as the New York. Is that permanent, though? That's what... on the same road. Right. But I'm just worried about that because it's weird for Maryland to do that. Right. I'm not saying it's not welcome. It is. It is welcome, but is there? Are they setting up some weird thing here to flip it on people, 
And I'm just wondering, like, where does the relief come no. from most immediately? Do you think it's just voting and the pendulum swinging back and and uh, getting Republicans and conservatives back in control of the country? That's an excellent question. Um, so we're, we focus on that kind of direction a lot on my channel. So one of the things that's incredibly important to understand is this is a long fight. Mm-hmm. This is. Mm-hmm. I mean, flat out. If mm-hmm. you live in New York, we're going to get there. Mm-hmm. But it's going to take longer because you started further in the blue. Mm-hmm. If you lived in Georgia, if you lived in Florida, if you lived in Ohio, well, you start right in the middle and you're going further to the right. So if you want immediate relief, you got to move. Mm. I'm not advocating that you have to do that. But the way that legislation takes, we're going to hit on the other side of this break. Yeah. <laughs> Genius. <laughs> the Who Moved My Freedom podcast is made possible by our partners at 2A Commerce. Veteran-owned and with over 20 years' experience, 2A Commerce is the leader in custom e-commerce and web application development in the shooting sports industry. Clients include major brands such as Guard Dog Body Armor, Sylvan Arms, AccuFire Technologies, The Tactical Games, Warrior Knife Company, and yours truly, Hank Strange. Visit 2A Commerce and support this show by supporting them. Once again, visit the number two, acommerce.com. All right. Awesome. Very interesting. I think what you said, so immediate relief is moving, <laughs> which is what I did. I yeah, moved from New to. York to New Jersey, and then New Jersey was not that much better. I moved to Florida. Okay. Right. So you so you went from New York to New York light? Great. Yeah. No, it was um, worse. It was worse <laughs> in a lot of ways. <laughs> you got to, if you are looking for an immediate change you've got to move because the legislative process takes time challenging the legislative process takes time mm-hmm. this is a fight for our rights and i will say one of the taglines on my channel is passing the right the second amendment rights to the next generation passing the torch this is a long fight our children are going to have more rights than we did when we started this fight but that doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to mm-hmm. and in in 25 states you have constitutional carry that's a win mm-hmm. in blue new york you didn't have a concealed carry permit, but now you have a limited concealed carry permit. That's still a win. It's not gold. It's not like the fine gold standard where we wanted to arrive. Right, right. But we are moving, mm-hmm. and it's going to take time. If you live in a state like California, New York, Illinois, I mean, it's going to take a long time to get those states back to the center because they went so far left, mm-hmm. and it's ingrained. So, I mean, like you've got states that are like, for example, the exodus from California to Texas or from New York down to Florida, mm-hmm. or like any blue state, like they're losing population. Yeah, Virginia like has crazy. been, it's it's shameful what's happened to Virginia over the years, you know? Well, it's, but it makes, it makes total sense that Virginia would turn that deep blue mm-hmm. because they have all of the influence from Washington, D.C., yeah. which is like the bluest place on earth. Mm-hmm. And that makes, and that makes sense. I don't agree with it, but it does mm-hmm. make sense. Yeah. But as you start to lose population, this is the interesting part about the way our system is set up. As New York loses House representation seats, which just happened in this last Senate, the last uh, census, as the Republicans gained 10 seats that they did not have previously in red states, the people are voting with their feet. If you are leaving all of that area, you're going to give more power to the red states you're moving to. And at the same time, you are, nah, I have to say that right, you are defunding essentially the blue nanny state because you're taking your dollars with you. Mm-hmm. I mean, Chicago just had one of the oldest and largest uh, hedge fund companies decide that they were leaving 
-hmm. That's massive. The yeah. amount of tax implications of that is off the chart. Well, going back to our earlier gas conversation, you still have the exact same problem of demand of the people because the people demanding and getting those benefits aren't leaving. The ones supplying it are. You're going to have a bit of a problem pretty soon, boo-boo. Mm -hmm. And and that's where you get to. If you, if you want the immediate relief, you've got to take the same sacrifice that our forefather, our forefathers did and move to a place where you could find that freedom that you're seeking. If you're perfectly fine living and working in that fight and staying there for a long time, do it. Yeah. Well, but so because that's, that's the, the reality. Yeah. The next step would be changing the politics or changing the the people who are controlling politics in that place. But it's next to impossible in California, New York, uh, Delaware. You know, Connecticut is also there's just all these places that we could talk about that are getting bad. And it's so weird that people live in these places and they won't change. They won't get rid of the politicians. You know, we're talking about New York City today. One of the the things that, that was in the news is the this bodega clerk in New York City who was attacked and he grabbed a knife and stabbed the guy. That guy died. Now, now the bodega clerk is in jail. He's the one, you know, he, he's he's now facing murder charges after defending himself. Yeah, and it's it's. I mean, that, that's exactly that's exactly what you expect in a state of that yeah. of that nature. Yeah, people in New York you, are you upset about this. it, but they, yeah, they don't get rid of they don't get rid of these politicians. Like, why do we, look California? No, Gavin Newsom is running ads against the you know Florida, saying that Floridians should move to California if they want freedom. What the hell's happening? <laughs> because they're <laughs> because they're more free. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> oh my God! So Check the good. numbers. <laughs> Oh, oh! If you think it's fun now, you just wait until Gavin Newsom declares for president in twenty twenty four. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be great. It's so insane. How can how can California be more free? There's more. There's way. There's people moving here. You know, anyone who's gonna oh, leave yeah. anyone who's gonna leave Florida and go to California. Good luck to you. You know, a studio. Oh God, no one's no one's leaving. Yeah. Hey, what do I gain? Uh, you gain a lot more taxes, uh, mm -hmm. more overbearing government, and more expenses, state rolling blackouts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Crimi criminals running rampant. You know, they're releasing they're releasing criminals back onto the street. This guy, this guy that um that died out there in New York City because he attacked this bodega clerk, criminal. 100%. <laughs> but 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 who's giving this to you? The people that you are well, electing are giving this to you. It's cognitive dissonance, man. If, if you can't understand that the very people who are putting these policies forward are affecting you directly, mm -hmm. I don't I don't know what to tell you. Like, I don't want this for you, but I can't. I can lead a horse to water, but I can't make you drink. You know, if you know, I mean, if you look at nationally, the entire population of the United States is under tremendous economic pressure because of inflation pressures across the board, which drives every single commodity up through the roof. Mm-hmm. And when you're in that scenario, people are going, whoa, 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 this is not cool. I don't remember this under Trump. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, you don't remember it under Trump because it didn't exist under Trump. Right. And the phrase Putin price hike doesn't really cut it when you still can't get to work. Mm -hmm. Like, that's when it becomes real for people is when you start to see changes occur. And that's, that's what we're seeing on a national level. Now, what you're going to see in New York and California, it would take longer because it's so indoctrinated there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
And, you know, I know, like, I get it. The What you said is true. The best way to get out of it is to move. I've moved from New York. But I think that these places still affect us, even if we don't live there. They still affect us. And, mm-hmm. and you know, sometimes we got to roll through these damn places. And then we don't have, you know, we don't have our rights when we're rolling through there. And so we become potential victims. But, we, but outside of that, outside of that, because, hey, every now and then you might have to go through California, New York, or New Jersey, or whatever... But what about the part where the other states have to carry these frickin' states? Oh, now you're getting into a different conversation. <laughs> That's economic in nature. It's financial nature. I mean, like, you're talking about the federal government. Does the federal government get involved in supporting the states? Do other states support those states that are that are overbloated leftist governments mm-hmm. and they're failing? Or do you let them fail? Because that's the right thing to do. I didn't make that conse- that choice, and I should have to face the consequences. Mm-hmm. You know, is is Florida going to float California's budgets? No. Is Texas? No. Mm-hmm. But that's but that's where you're you're getting to is we're getting very quickly to a point where the leftist policies are either going to face a responsibility or they're going to get bailed out by a national government. In which case, the right states are just going to go, uh, no, that didn't happen. Yeah, you I mean, you're getting quickly to that point. Yeah, Georgia is a good example of this, right? So, I don't know if anyone's noticed this, but a massive chunk of the film industry in America... First of all, we lost a lot of the film industry to other countries. People are going to Canada, outside of America to film things. Hmm, I wonder why they're not filming it in Hollywood. But there's a big chunk of what was left in Hollywood that's that's actually moved over to Georgia, right? The weird thing is... yeah. You know, so, okay, they've moved to Georgia. Georgia is now a hub for that. Now, all those folks moving from California out to Georgia are trying to affect what's happening with Georgia politics, right? But why mm-hmm. did they Why did they leave California? Like, how come they aren't Tax in California? Yeah, well, but why aren't they in California doing this? You know, if they hate Georgia no, so much that Georgia asks you to show your ID when you vote, and they hate all these other things about Georgia... Why aren't they in California doing like make them just go to Be, California and make movies. because they make more money in Georgia when you don't have exorbitant taxes and you have tax breaks to incentivize you to come to Georgia to fund the economy here. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what's going on. Hey, uh, California charges you 25 percent tax on whatever you make. We'll we'll give you something where you start your studio. We won't give you any taxes for 10 years. Mm-hmm. You just got to hire 400 people. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks, Tyler Perry. Yeah. You know, like all of these, all of these people who are for big government, big taxes. It's all well and good until it becomes your own pocketbook, and then it's, ooh, that's that's in that's nice because the you know the South always did have a lovely charm to it. <laughs> yeah, it's just I don't know. It's a weird thing to see. I'm I, I'm not mad that the it's that that's coming to Georgia. It's just like the irony is lost on these people. You were in California. Why aren't you living yeah. there? Why aren't you making movies there? Oh, because it's fucking impossible. <laughs> it's impossible right. to do it. The government, <laughs> the government's just too overbearing. But you know what we're missing in Georgia? Overbearing oh. government. <laughs> what? Yeah, don't, what? don't California by Texas, bro. Yeah, it's it's just weird, man. It's just the same effect with. I was talking to someone about that today. That you have all these people from Europe, like you know, if you notice now, we don't have any American actors anymore. American actors have like dropped off the face of the planet. All the actors in movies now are British or Australian or something like that, and you have all these actors from uh, 
you know, England specifically, that are living here in America. Why? That's that's weird. It's the same question that we've been hitting on. Yeah, it's almost like it's a better environment to live and pursue your dreams in pursuit of happiness. Yeah, we should put that in a document. Yeah. Oh man, it's so crazy. The thought. <laughs> it would be the greatest preamble to something ever. Yeah. I don't know. It's 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 so insane. It's like how um, Madonna lives in England because she thinks she's British now. It's weird, right? But she doesn't really live there, you know. She's constantly coming back here. You know why? If <laughs> yes, she's, I do. But tell me why. If she stays in England long enough, she becomes a resident. And she has to start paying them taxes. <laughs> Correct. It's almost like these people are hypocrites. <laughs> yeah, it's so it's so insane. It's why would that with, be? With gun rights, man, like. Uh, we should have no guns in this country. Guns are terrible. They're weapons of war. What civilized country needs guns? Hey, don't step on my guy's shoes that has a gun protecting me. Yeah, lots of... yeah, I mean, lots like, it's, of, it's the exact same thing. Yeah, It's hypocrisy across the board, and everyone sees it, and everyone hates yeah. it. Yeah, it's... um, I forgot her name, but there's um, that the chick that's running for, um, for governor. I think she's running for governor in Georgia. Um, Stacey she, Abrams? Yeah, Stacey Abrams. I think she spent, like, uh, something like... Four hundred thousand, almost half a million dollars on security. Why? <laughs> why do you need security? That's, that's yeah, we yeah. don't need that. Yeah, why? Why do you guys? What's up with the security? <laughs> you know, I know, right? Yeah. Oh, hey, hey! Before we get out of here, I got another Gorn for you because I got two. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. Show, yes, please. Don't, don't let me. No, no, stop no. We're good. Gorn. But I want to, I want to show you this one because I showed you the twenty-five, forty-five, and the three hundred blackout. Okay. <laughs> this is your thumbnail. This is your thumbnail right here. Uh oh. What? Hold on a second. Hold on, wait for it. Wait, wait. Oh, come on. Come on. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. I can do it, I believe. There we go. <laughs> yeah. So that, my friend, is an AR-10 that I built. Wow. That is a 20-inch AR-10. And this paint... 308. Yeah. What is the paint job? And what is... Oh, is that a dragon? That what? is a wolf on it's this a wolf. side. Yeah, it's a wolf. What does it say? And a bear on that ah, side. Those cool. are all favorite. And it's a bear on this side. Oh, wow. And then what so does these, it say on there? Yeah. I know it's got something written on there. This is a custom. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, please, that's right. This is a custom uh, occultum. Occultum? Yeah. A custom handguard from, come on, there we go. Handguard from Unique ARs. Mm -hmm. The devil saw me with my head down and thought he'd won until I said amen. <laughs> Very a wise nice. man can always be found alone a weak man can be found in a crowd like these are just one little these are little cool. zinger one-liners yeah but that's that awesome is my hunting out out west rifle 20 inch tapered barrel this thing will get it done but badass. i like it a whole lot yeah badass yeah dude do, do several things here man you know no that's really cool man i that's like it. that that's what's up and that's my yeah. that's my ar-10 pattern yeah. So Arrow I meant precision. to Yeah, I meant to ask you we're getting caught up here. Let's get some behind the scenes stuff for folks who one on one hand maybe they haven't started watching your stuff yet, but for the folks who are watching it, like what else are you into? I noticed one of your guns was Star Wars. Are you like a Star Wars kind of, you know? Are you I love I lo well, growing up I love Star Wars. I love mm -hmm. Lord of the Rings. I love all that fantasy kind of stuff. I mm -hmm. love the hero motif. I love I love all that stuff cuz I I just see a lot of American values in that. Mm -hmm. um i just i don't know to me it's we have amazing power as americans and, and we have privileges that people die for and strive mm -hmm. and really sweat for and the blood and tears on the ground i mean 
the fight for our rights is not something that is just, oh, yeah, there are rights. That's cool. We have them. No, no. This is something that's our turn to carry this torch. Mm-hmm. Like we are in a long line of freedom seeking individuals. So I kind of, I love that type of stuff. Like the Star mm-hmm. Wars with the rebellion against the Empire, with Lord of the Rings, with the one person that can save the entire planet, mm-hmm. with the Patriot from Mel Gibson, the Braveheart, like that that archetype of that strong male, that independent individual that can change things beyond what he believes he can. Mm-hmm. I love that type of stuff. And so, for me, mm-hmm. I see that in our current fight. So how does that all, you know, fit with the new, you know, the new wave stuff that we're getting out of Disney and uh, Marvel and all of that? Are you enjoying the stuff they're putting out there? Is it making you mad? Are you even catching any of that stuff? I, I love it. I love it so much, Hank. It makes my heart <laughs> swell with pride and joy. Yeah, okay. No. So I, 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 it's a next level mm-hmm. to start saying, well, no one's listening to my ideas. No one's really adopting my ideas. So I'm just going to start indoctrinating children. Mm-hmm. It's, that, that is a next level. Whether it be on gun rights, whether it be on whatever issue that Disney wants to put out there, mm-hmm. the point is you are now – following in the footsteps of some pretty terrible people in history in indoctrinating children. You give them, give me the children. I'll have the country. Mm-hmm. I'll mm-hmm. have their minds forever. Yeah. Cause Any everyone will ev- sound familiar. Yeah. Everyone that's resisting you will just die out. If the kids believe it, if you confuse the kids, you know, Correct. you can, you can change things. But yeah. the, but the thing that they don't understand, and this is the part that they, they will never understand because it's not in their mental calculation. I guess the other says that. That's what mm-hmm. he said. When they took over the schools, that became a federally funded mandated program. When it became acceptable to send your kid to school and the government and the state is going to uh, educate your child so Mm -hmm. you didn't have to anymore, that is going away. Mm -hmm. When the state started to replace religion as the ultimate provider of safety and faith and all of these things, that's starting to go away in faith. And the reason that it's starting to go away in faith is because while in the 80s and 90s you saw adults and parents go, we need to make money, we need to find ourselves our own environment we have to have a beautiful house provide this entire american dream and what's happening now and this is my own personal observation we are seeing the american dream morph from materialistic items into a reclamation of our rights and things the american dream is not stuff and commodities the american dream is the ability to pursue something of that nature mm-hmm. and in order to curtail our rights you have to be able to stamp that out and kill that and it's starting to grow mm-hmm. you're seeing it everywhere Mm-hmm. From a standpoint of taxes, from a standpoint of gun rights, from a standpoint of the Supreme Court, look at the MAGA movement, look at Trump. Mm-hmm. These things are not about a cult of personality of Trump. The reason that Trump is so successful is because Americans who are aligned to that we need to do something, we're losing our country, are identifying behind someone who will stand up and do something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's it's... what you're seeing. You're not seeing a cult of personality. You're seeing somebody please step up. We are losing something so precious. Trump happened to be the one that stood up, which is why you have this entire movement taking steam. Even without him, it's mm-hmm. going across the board. Yeah, I think that's true. You know, I don't want to say that black people in America have never been conservative, because I think they have. But I think what's happening now is they're seeing more and more, they're standing up and going, yes, this is what I am. I'm not that thing that people, you know, are trying to put on me. And that's interesting to see. You know, we were talking about... uh this this guy that's running uh what was his name again um with that that did that ad 
that we were looking at earlier. Uh, Jerome, Jerome Davison. Yeah, with him in Arizona, you're seeing more and more of these kinds of things of people, not yep. just black, just black folks out there. Lots of folks going, "This is, you know, we're losing this," and I'm going to stand up and say, "Yes, I, I'm, you know, I'm for this, and I represent this. It's not a bad thing." Like folks out there, look are at to look pay. at Lauren Boebert. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a perfect example. Yeah, you're seeing people come out of nowhere, come out of the woodwork, and. That's what's so amazing about this is because you're mm-hmm. seeing people who traditionally would go about their day and their lives and just move on as part of the background. Mm-hmm. They're going, no, 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 something, something's not right. We're, this isn't happening. Yeah. Not, and, and you're getting to the point where people are going, not on my watch. Yeah. And that's what you're seeing with the Marjorie Taylor Greens, with the Trumps, with the Lauren Boeberts. Mm-hmm. That's what you're seeing because Lauren Boebert, she doesn't have any pre any prior bona fides that would put her in a better prerequisite than anybody else watching this program. Mm-hmm. She she had a very average life. She's now a rep- member of Congress and a House representative member. Same thing with Chip Roy. Mm-hmm. All of these people. Yeah, and we had like a there's a there's a Latino things. woman from uh, Texas uh, that just uh, Myra Flores. Yeah, you know we're gonna see more and more of that because She's, yeah. Oh, 100%. percent. Mm-hmm. The the left does not know what they've kicked over mm-hmm. because they had the archetype of AOC. And now we've got all a bunch of people stepping up in the exact same pattern, and you're going to be outnumbered because Americans are not going to let you do this to their country. We're just not going to. Absolutely. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back to wrap up. We wouldn't be able to keep the Who Moved My Freedom podcast going without the support of manufacturers like Safety Harbor Firearms. SHF is a quintessential family-owned small business totally representative of the American dream. Safety Harbor Firearms is a Florida-based manufacturer of the compact entry stock and the SHTF 50 upper for an AR-15 lower. Also, SHF happily delivers on your Sten Gun parts needs. So don't forget to check out StenParts.com and SafetyHarborFirearms.com. All right, listen, man, we 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 went through two hours. There's there, there I could I could keep going, but I know you got stuff oh, to do. Oh, so so good. I love this stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, you, people are waiting for you to put up a video that's supposed to be going up right now. So. I Listen, <laughs> that is true. <laughs> that is that is not incorrect. <laughs> yes. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hold on to you. Hopefully you have fun as much fun as I did, and we'll get you to come back here. Oh, yeah. You know, and we'll we'll do this again, and we'll get stuff in there for folks. Um, I would definitely ask you guys that are looking at this if you haven't heard of of Braden. You know, you should definitely check out what he's doing. I'm gonna give him an opportunity right now to tell you guys exactly how you can do that. So tell the folks out there where can they see you. How can they communicate with you, support you, etc.? I'll tell you, man. Get on the YouTube channel, Langley Outdoors Academy, and just subscribe to it. It's free. Mm-hmm. We cover stuff every single day. I provide all the resources because this is a fight for something bigger than ourselves. And that's, that's where we're going. We're going in a direction that is positive, but it's hard to see beyond where we are because we are in the middle of the fight right now. Our eyes are bloody. There's bruising everywhere. Like We are in the middle of it. But we are going to come out on the other side because of things that we do, like these conversations we're having right now. This is massive. Things that we've touched on, this has never happened previously. Mm-hmm. These things are building into place to where they will not be able to counter it because of the amount of just sheer information that we're sharing across the board, not just our, not just my channel or your channel, mm-hmm. across the board. This is happening everywhere. Mm-hmm. 
there's an awakening and a renaissance that we are experiencing and witnessing if we just zoom out and see it. And I'm I'm here for it, man. So jump in here. Let's get in this party. Let's make some let's make some heads explode. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Lots of people saying that they watch this. Givy Waver says good stuff. I watch Braden. Um, Shelly Fungus says thanks, Braden and Hank. Great chat. Good stuff tonight. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna roll in the end, but I'm gonna ask you to to hang out here right now because what I'm gonna do is when the end is done, we're gonna get some words of wisdom from you. So I'm gonna give you a couple of seconds to think about that. I don't think you're gonna have any problems with that. Um, we're not doing a show tomorrow night. We'll be back uh, next Monday uh, with you guys. So I'm gonna roll in the end right now. We're gonna come back with words of wisdom. All right, guys, thanks so much to Hank for hanging out with us here. We're going to rip the audio out of this, throw it up on iTunes. It's going to be on Podbean. You can get it on Audible. You can go to the Hank Strange website anywhere that you get your audio podcast from. You will be able to get the audio podcast of this. We're part of the Firearms Radio Network. So big shout out to all those folks out there. Uh, big thanks for Braden for coming out here. I really uh, appreciate that. Uh, please leave us with some words of wisdom tonight, Braden. Take the, the rights that you have and stand up and fight. The rights that we've been given are a blessing to us. They are not something that can be let go easily. And the more that we fight, the more that we will gain them back. It all comes down to active activation. If not for yourself, do it for the next generation. Absolutely. That's well it. said. You got to do it. Well said. Awesome. Thanks. Stay right there. I'm going to hit the buttons. All right, guys. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll, we'll see you next week. We're out of here.